All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. We had a pretty great week of fantasy. A lot of uh, surprises, but a whole lot of things we expected as well. A couple key injuries. We'll go into depth about all that. Uh, welcome back. So I'm uh, your host, Mozzie, with uh, AJ here, the Muscle. Yep. How's it going? Um, I think I think the I think the great um, depends on what side of the Todd Gurley explosion you were on. Um, if you had him, it was great. If you were against him, it was sad day. Yeah, it was pretty. If he was pretty much, uh, if you have this guy, you won. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was the weekly trump card. Um, if you happen to have a B, um, likewise, you probably lost. Um, if you had him, maybe maybe you had Gurley and a B somehow, and um, it it balanced out. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> me in one league, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, averages to yeah. about 20-ish, so that's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, um, some some pretty good quarterback play this week. Um, but for names we didn't expect, um, I, I guess that can lead off our bangers and mash section. Um, bangers and mash hits are studs and duds, the guys who uh, banged it out for your team, got you that win, or the players who mashed your hopes and dreams. And so starting with some quarterback play that, well, we we called, but um, was generally unexpected. Uh, <laughs> bottles and foals, man. Ooh, bottles and foals. Yeah, I love how we called this. We're the week before. We're like, these are our stream guys. We both like foals. We both like Bortles mm-hmm. starting this week. And they both had pretty good games. Like they both seemed to. I don't know. They came through this week for you, Adam. Yeah, I know. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I I. I keyed in Bortles as a guy who um, may win you some championships. And I, it was begrudgingly, admittedly. I, I didn't like saying it because it's Blake Bortles. I mean, he this is the best he's played in his career, in my opinion. I mean, he's he's performed well fantasy-wise in garbage time. But his last four games, he's pretty much been on fire. Um, in his last three games, guess how many interceptions he has? His last three? Yeah. One? I don't know. Nope. No interceptions in his last three games for Blake Bortles. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um averaging just below three hundred yards a game, uh two, two and three touchdowns. And um Bortles can actually get he's he's a sort of a rushing threat too. Um not a huge one, but uh back at the in week twelve you got those two rushing touchdowns. So the last four weeks he's been very solid and I know we talked about the matchups being easy. I mean Indy, um or hurt Seattle, Houston um, and the next week, San Francisco. I, he's a guy who I, as 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 much as I'd still begrudgingly say it, um, I'd I'd roll with Bortles next week. I don't know. San Fran's been looking good lately. Yeah, they 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 made Mariota look good, which hasn't really happened much this year, though. So I'm <laughs> yes. I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah, I think uh, if you've got Bortles and he's gotten you this far, I'll start him. He, he clearly is doing something well with Jacksonville and having a run game and an offensive line and a defense is looking well around him. Mm-hmm. And then with Foles, uh, if you lost once and picked up Foles, you were pretty happy with the results. I didn't think it'd go that well for him. Um, I thought maybe like 250 and 2 was close to the ceiling, but he really he uh, he did some work. I mean, he, sh- he showed before he can be pretty solid. But I thought they'd rely a little more on the run game. But I guess it was more of trying to get them ready for the playoffs. 
Yeah, I really did too. I thought they were going to use Ajayi. I thought they were going to use Clement. Like all of their weapons in the running back field, they just like, no, no, no. Nick Foles, you're throwing four touchdowns today. All right. All right. Yeah. And then a uh, <laughs> quarterback stud that was a lot more predictable was Cam Newton. He definitely helped some people win the week. He, he's always he's always a super big fantasy threat. I mean, he wasn't as great early in the year, but lately, barring like one or two games, he's been pretty on fire. Pretty much got a similar stat line to Nick Foles, four touchdowns, but he gets that rushing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen rushing attempts this last week, and then uh, eleven at Minnesota. I mean, his his rushing floor is pretty much like six points, and then. Getting Greg Olson back, we we saw how much that helped, which is crazy to think about. And against a Green Bay defense that has pretty much been one of the worst, especially in the red zone this year, which is where Cam can, you know, shine or you know do a little Cam magic. Yeah, my uh, my one of my favorite things I saw from this weekend was I went back and watched a clip, and um, it's it's got uh, I think it's got like Clay Matthews and Cam Newton mic'd up. And uh, you hear uh, Clay Matthews go, like, it's the wheel route, it's the wheel route. And uh, Cam goes, oh, you've been watching film? All right, that's cool, watch this. And he throws the touchdown to McCaffrey, like, right after. <laughs> it was great. Oh, he he, just, he called a shot. <laughs> Which, that's, that, that, was, that was one of the great moments. I mean, I know sometimes Cam gets a little full of himself, and <laughs> he's, he's a little up and down on the emotional spectrum. But, like, when he's, when he's confident, he's killer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And... I mean, you have to remember that all of these guys watch the film. They all know the plays. It's just whether or not, whether or not they can execute it. It's like when Antonio Brown and Roethlisberger are like out there. You know he's throwing it to Brown. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, though. He's still going to catch it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like with DeAndre Hopkins, too. Like You know he's going to get the ball a ton, but like he's going to find a way to make it work. Yeah, so a lot of the studs, I think my favorite part, of this weekend for myself was just watching the games and I see the infograph come up. It says today's best quarterback performances. Mm-hmm. And the list is Flacco, Manning, Bortles, and, uh, um, Foles Case and, and Foles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, what backward universe is this? But it was awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Keaton did pretty well too. Like once again, hitting pretty much that 20 points right on, which she's not, well, necessarily a stud performance, but like he's definitely keeping your team afloat if you've been playing him. And I mean, if 20 to 25 points with Keenum, like if you get that from your quarterback every single week, pretty much guaranteed that's a great spot to be in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Mozzie, you want to tell me about uh, some wide receivers that uh, balled out this week? Yeah, Keenum Cole looked really good out there. Um, we did mention about Marquise Lee being a little injured so that obviously helps his ceiling his floor and he uh did well with it he was Bortles favorite target had over 100 something yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, yeah nine targets too yeah that's a lot that was a lot of targets yeah seven for 186 that's and then that other guy I don't even remember his name but uh oh Mickens Jaden Mickens. Yeah, which no one started him, but you maybe started Keelan Cole. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's like a flex or a deep league flyer. Definitely did a lot better than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another Talks. infuriating name is Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
guy top leaderboard with 11 receptions, touchdown 100-something yards. I think it was 140 almost. The week before, he was a dud. It was pesky Giants, man. Frustrating, man. Oh. It's so hard to predict. Like These teams are playing for nothing, but I, I these divisional games will bring out everything in a team. It's kind of funny to see. Um, just decent amount of divisional games this week, and um, I assume next week all, of, all the divisional games will be just as competitive. Well, there was one that wasn't competitive this week, and we'll get to that. But. <laughs> Yeah, now whenever the team's got something to play for, it's always interesting. And divisional games, even if the team has nothing to play for, they're still going to try to kick the ass out of their rival. So, Yeah, it's it's, it's always kind of just like a screw you thing. But it was Sterling Shepard's like first game that he did well in weeks. Uh, since week 10, he'd pretty much been a non-factor. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was good to see him get back on track. It's promising for, for next year, if anything. Yeah. I mean, even even when Odell and uh, Marshall were in, like he still had some good games too. So he's, he, I think he, I, I assume he's probably going to be there next year. But he's definitely going to be a good number two piece to go along with Odell next year. Yeah, I think he's still on rookie contract. This is only his second year. Mm-hmm. Hey, that third year receiver uh, breakout? Watch for that. I, uh, he could be a really good uh, target for next year. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I like to go for those 30 receivers. Um, so some other guys that were uh, target hogs. Michael Crabtree, um, not a lot of yards, but um, the touchdowns were there. Only 39 yards on, guess how many targets? Uh, oh, well, I see it right now, so it's uh, not fair. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 17 targets, uh, 7 catches, 39 yards. It's barely over 2 yards a target. <laughs> but, hey, when you get 17 of them... Um, Though it all pan out, so yeah, the two touchdowns saved your day um, for him. And in what's been just an awful year for Derek Carr and the Raiders, um, really disappointing after last year. Um, Crabtree's kind of been the bright spot. I know, um, like at the start of the year, like during draft season, everyone took Cooper over Crabtree, and for me, they were pretty even. Um, Crabtree's a lot more consistent and uh, is more trusted in the red zone. And uh, I mean. Do you go to him next week at Philly? I think you do. Um, what's your take? At Philly? Yeah, at Philly. Yeah, I'm still taking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, Sterling Shepard, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm rolling that one. That's kind of a tough one to do, just because it's been kind of up and down with him and the Giants. Um, and I think he'll have Patrick Peterson next week on him, so that's going to be a no go. Um, Keelan Cole, I mean. If Marquise Lee is out, he's a, a pretty solid play, I think. Yeah, he seems to be the guy to fill in for Lee uh, when he's out. I don't know. I think Lee might be back next week, but they are in the playoffs, so maybe they'll sit him to get healthy. Yeah, Either that makes way. sense. Um, Keelan Cole is definitely, look, definitely worth a look. Yeah, and he, he's he's pretty much their deep threat, too. Um, D.D. Westbrook will be... Is, is like more of a possession receiver form. Like he's fasting the top of a defense, but people kind of compare him to like that uh, Marvin Harrison uh, style, which obviously Marvin Harrison is a great possession receiver um, and just a great receiver in general. And then um, lastly, we had uh, Michael Thomas, which he could have had an enormous day. Um, well, oh, didn't he have like two touchdowns called back? I watched each one of those touchdowns and it was. Every time he scored, like, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. and 
he still had nine for 93 and one, which is a good day, um, especially PPR. But imagine if he'd gotten those other two touchdowns. Man. Oh, God. Well, it sucks for him because he's been, I mean, he's gotten touchdowns the last three weeks, so he's finally hit that regression. And, um, I mean, he went like, what, six weeks without a touchdown? Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, seven without a touchdown, like, throughout the season. And you you know you knew it was gonna come back to earth and it has been so if you've got him you know it's great you've got Atlanta next week too and I think Michael Thomas can definitely outplay Trufant so obviously still rolling with oh, him. Yeah. I think that next game for Thomas is in New Orleans, right? Yeah, New Orleans at home. I mean, yeah, yeah, New Orleans <laughs> rivalry. You're gonna start your best guys. Yeah, and that's gonna be an important game. Like if Atlanta wins tonight, um. I mean, it's a pretty tight race for that division. So, like, it's it's a must-win for uh, them all next week. And that, that's going to be the game I'm glued to, I'm going to say. Right. It's kind of the Falcons and the uh, the Lions who are vying for that wild-card spot. So, Take they're going to be so. playing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's looking like it's possibly going to be, um, like, three uh, NFC South teams in the playoffs, which is kind of funny because usually – only one or one of them are good. Um, right. Now I got three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dallas, Seattle, and Detroit are the other ones. Um, looking in at eight and six right now. I assume Green Bay won't make it. Yeah, I think Green Bay lost their shot um, against Carolina. And some people are going to blame them putting in Hunley instead of Rodgers. But to be honest, they put the guy in that was going to give them the best chance to win. And that oh, was yeah. Rodgers. For sure. Yeah, there's zero chance you don't play Rodgers. Yeah, I'm looking at the AFC. I'm like, I'm like, man, can like one of these teams from the NFC pop in for the AFC? Like, it's like in the NBA when you have like 500 or sub 500 teams getting the playoffs. Like, it's the fucking worst. Yeah, it, there's a lot of AFC teams. I wish weren't could be replaced by some NFC talent this year, especially this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of uh, things that I wished were replaced, uh, I wish. <laughs> Todd Gurley's production were replaced with anyone else's um, <laughs> since I faced off with him. Yeah, so um, he was a running back stub. Almost all of, like, the big names performed well, barring a couple. Um, but I think all pretty much all the ones that played on Sunday, um, I mean, Ingram, Gurley, Hunt, McCoy, Gordon, Bell, Kamara, like, it's it's a um, – it's start your studs. And, I mean, I know stud can be used loosely, but all of these guys can – like, our – it's pretty much some of the best players on their team and just the best running backs in general and getting the usage, like, like all the guys I listed get a lot of usage. I mean, hunt finally again, but, um, right. It's, it's, you don't get cute in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep your stars in. Um, if you took them out last, see like if this past week, if you had sat girly for some reason, because it's Seattle and it's in Seattle and you just don't think he's going to do well. Like, could you imagine, losing out on that 40 something point performance. So start your start your starters more or less. Sack Gurley. Sack. That be that'd be unfortunate if you uh sat Hurley Gurley. Um Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine you would, but you never know. There's always someone every year mm-hmm. that does it. It's silly. Yeah, and I you're playing all these guys again next week. There's no situation in which I wouldn't. Right. I'm pretty sure they all have. I mean, it doesn't even matter the matchup for some of these names. Yeah. But and- a lot of them are in a win mode. Like, 
Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram, they're all trying to secure spots because the NFC, the AFC, it's wild card is not locked up at all yet. Yeah, that's that's a plus. When they're all on contenders, it helps a ton. Um, and a stud who isn't, well, I guess technically they're mathematically alive, but I don't say the Dolphins are a contender. Um, no. But Kenyon Drake is an every week starter now. That's kind of weird to think, but... Um, yeah, Damian Williams has been out. Jai's gone, obviously. He's he's been the man. I think he's trying to secure his job for next year with the, uh, the amount of carries, the performance he's had. I mean, he's had twenty point performances for three straight weeks. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And like, he's he's talented too. It's he hadn't put it together. He started to put it together like midway through the season, and you kind of saw like the light come on for him, like putting the talent like to production and he's he's got the physical tools he can break one off and take it to the house at any moment he's he's actually good at football whereas damien williams is not um i don't i don't think anyone has like ever thought damien williams was like good so and but kenny drake is and i imagine he'll be there next year um as the starter and i'm it's it's really a big what if story with the Dolphins. Like what if Tannehill hadn't been hurt uh, because they were they were riding high last year and they had those all those primetime games scheduled and now we had to watch Jay Cutler in primetime. Yeah, it's rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no more of that, please. No more of that. Yeah, but um, oof, it's uh, it's the the running back landscape is always interesting. Stuff changes. Uh, players come and go. You know, Jonathan Stewart always has that end-of-season run. C.J. Anderson always finds a way to be relevant, even though I don't think he's good. But he's not terrible. He can break some tackles, but he's he's a big boy. I mean, that'll happen. Although, last week, I think it's a facade. I'm not relying on C.J. Anderson this week, personally. No, probably not. I always think it's interesting, though. Week 15, somebody always goes off. Have you ever noticed that? Like, the first round of oh, yeah. the playoffs... I think last year it was Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean he did it this year too. Um, but yeah, I, I know uh, last year I my first round of the playoffs I went against Le'Veon Bell and he got like forty points and I lost. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, it's it's always those running backs that are just so involved who will just end like end it. I know Jamal Charles has been that guy a couple times. Who's just been that winning ticket. <laughs> He's also been that guy that as soon as the playoffs started for you, he just dudded. That happened to me a few years yeah. ago. What is it? Uh, the twenty, I think like twenty thirteen. Um, he had that big week week fifteen game where he had like five touchdowns. Yeah, that was one of his. That was one of his big years. But yeah, uh, I think you're right. Anyway, I, I remember I having him for 20. that. Do what. I was going to say, I think it, it was in 2012 that he had a zero-point performance or something. <laughs> yeah. So, there's al- there's always those golden tickets to the, the championship round, and then there's always those. Um, I guess I'll, I guess if we're going really Wonka metaphors, I'll say um, that, like, when, when Augustus Gloop gets, like, he falls in the chocolate pool and gets, like, sucked up in there, or uh, when that one yeah. girl, like, eats a blueberry and explodes. And, basically, like, for every golden ticket, um, you get to the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. There is also um, the player who uh, falls um, into the traps of the that demented factory. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, uh, speaking of some demented results, Ben Watson uh, showing up again. 
And I I know I bet I think I mentioned this very briefly last week. Like, oh, he's facing Cleveland. And you did yeah. you did mention him briefly, like, hey, this guy's playing Cleveland, so if you need a tight end, start him. And he had a great game. Yeah, he had like a touchdown, seventy four yards. Yeah, um, pretty much Browns, Giants, and uh, sort of Redskins. You can bank on the tight end going well. Um, next week they got Chicago, so it's kind of a, eh. um, I don't, I wouldn't start a Chicago tight end, but. If uh, if hey uh, next week against the Giants though if Gresham's still out Ricky Seals Jones, <laughs> hey, Ooh. but um yeah I'm not starting Ben Watson again it was just kind of like a matchup based uh, occurrence but guys uh, you will start again um I, I mean who do we want to start with both these guys are beasts um I guess we'll start with Olson because that's more of like that's a better story I'd say uh yeah so Greg Olson he was available in my league believe it or not. And I kind of picked him up just a few weeks ago. He rode my bench this week because I didn't know with his injury if he was going to be playing or what was going on. I have Travis Kelsey. It would be more of like, mm-hmm. do I want to run two tight ends? Um, so I almost put him in as a flex, but switched him out for Deion Lewis, which was fine. It was just Greg Olson. If he's still available in your league, which he honestly might be because he was in mine, uh, go ahead and grab that guy right now yeah that was i want to say surprising because it means greg olson he's awesome but it, it was unexpected given like how the last couple weeks have gone with his injury which um hey i mean cam cam loves him so <laughs> you can you can safely start him next week um if you're alive or if you're going for that third place or whatever um definitely want to keep him in and of course you're keeping gronk in yeah that's that's i mean yeah <laughs> this dealer just forgot about him like I don't know how they they have so many breakdowns. It's it's kind of funny. But the last two weeks, nine receptions each week, about like one forty seven and one sixty eight. I mean, the last three weeks he's just been on fire, just on a freaking tear. It's funny too because this going into the game, the Steelers were talking about how they have to shut down Gronk <laughs> and they're going to pay attention to him, and they had guys on him. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's really obvious how much it's hurting them not having Ryan Shazier in that defense. Yeah, and it comes down to the safety help, too, in the defensive scheme. The Steelers honestly could have won that game, I think, if they still had Brown on the field. Yeah, there are a lot of opportunities for that. And at the end, if I mean, he would have actually spiked it, they could have gone for the field. There's a lot of what-ifs, but right. Mike Tomlin yeah. seems to mess up in those big moments a lot. Yes, he does. Yeah, him and, uh, him and Andy yes. Reid seem to... Not they're they're good most times, but like if it's like a big situation, I'm like I would rather I would obviously much rather have Belichick and you know some other guys, but oh, eh, it happens. Five so, rings versus I don't know how many Tomlin has two. Do what? How many rings does Tomlin have now? I think, I think they two? have two. That sounds about right. I mean, there's nothing to scoff. Two mm-hmm. rings is a whole hell of a lot, but I'd rather have five rings than two, and <laughs> I feel like the difference is there is pretty much Belichick versus Tomlin is pretty clear. Oh yeah. I mean, Belichick's clearly the best coach in the league by far. All right. He might so, be the hmm? He might be the, like the greatest of all time. He yeah. He's definitely the- up there. Um, what's who is the one who was with the dolphins with Marino? Um, I can't remember his name. I cannot remember Shula. this. Shula. Yeah. He's good. Um, obviously like Lombardi, but, um, I mean, there's a, there's a few big names, but I mean, 
yeah, just the, the, the continued success Belichick has had is impressive. Right. And speaking of uh, continued success that um, unfortunately came to a stop last week, on to the duds, the mashers. Um, I guess I'll start with Russell Wilson, who, if you were bold enough to start him last week, you thought, wow, this guy's invincible. And then, yeah, not not a good time. And then he will. He just, uh, that game script, I mean, even with a blowout, you'd think he might have gotten more points in garbage time at the end. Mm-hmm. But they just got housed by the Rams defense. Yeah, man, Aaron Donald's a freaking beast, dude. <laughs> oh, he's insane. And he's only 26. Yeah, man, Wade, <laughs> Wade Phillips was on it. And the, the Rams, like, I know we've gone over this a couple times, but the Rams have always had Russell Wilson's number, even when it was Jeff Fisher. Like, they've always been able to compete with him. They're like the one team in the division that can go into Seattle and beat the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Russ's QBR was seven point four. That's like the out of a hundred one. That's pretty bad. Um, wow. All right. <laughs> he was also the leading rusher. They they just got nothing going that game. Um, and you usually think, oh yeah, fourth quarter Russ will will do it, but not so hot. Um, and it kind of gives you caution about next week. Um, who they have next week? They've got they got Dallas, which. You're, I, I, I assume you're still going to play Russ. Like, I don't. Dallas isn't a tough matchup, and even with Sean Lee there, like, they're they're a lot more even, uh, evenly matched. So, I, you're playing Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think you should still keep Wilson in your lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think like you should freak out too much about it. They got to win this game against the Cowboys, or they're just out of the playoffs. They're they already might be at this point with how competitive the nfc is but they still have a shot so yeah it, it is a must win though um yeah and, it, and it's it's kind of funny you think oh like what if i have wilson and bortles right now like <laughs> like a situation where you consider starting bortles over wilson is hilarious um which i think you still go with wilson but yeah i would, too. I would it would just feel not right like if you lost with wilson on your bench even if there's like it was only like a couple points different. You would just think like, wow, what what was I thinking? Um, and another guy who had been on fire and um, cooled down in Arrowhead uh, this past week was Philip Rivers, which, like I said, I'd been riding him as a stream uh, several weeks in a row. Um, didn't work out this week. And the Chiefs have been awful um, against the pass and somehow picked them off three times. Yeah, that was a little surprising. That was more of a blowout than I expected whatsoever. And yeah. I mean, the Chargers had, had been playing so well. They just, everything just fell apart against their division rival. Not like the game you don't want to fall apart on. Yeah. The Chargers in this, they were trending in the right direction. The Chiefs had only like one good game in the last several. So that, that I guess it's the Chief division now. I, I, mm. <laughs> Looks like it. They it's both me. could make the playoff, which is kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that's that should um, happen. I just don't want the uh, I don't want the Titans in. <laughs> yeah, me neither, because that's just like an instant win for the other team. Yeah, the they're Titans. they're not good, and I don't think Buffalo is a playoff team. I don't. I I think the Chargers have a better chance at beating a powerhouse than Buffalo does, just personally. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine though if the Bills just hadn't started Peterman that week and like 
Yeah. If they end up missing the playoffs by a game. Oh, man. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, the Chargers have the tiebreaker over them, so it's even worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so another uh, hope, hopeful playoff bound quarterback, Dak Prescott. This <laughs> up and down, man, up and down. Um, which I, if you started it, or if you have him and you survived this week, or I said you're going for third place, he's got Seattle this coming week. So it's it's in Dallas. It's with Zeke. Seattle looked bad. It's- I'm okay with starting Dak this week. I don't. Goff didn't have a great game, did he? No, that was that was more game script based, though. Like, I mean, Gurley had four touchdowns. Goff still had like uh, two touchdowns, but it was only it was like only 120 yards, though, because he needed to do pretty much nothing. That was more of just an ineptitude against the run than like Goff not being good. Okay. So. Yeah, I think if I'm a. Uh betting man i'm gonna go with both dak and zeke this week to do pretty well yeah it's seattle just doesn't look right and bob Nee about what's it not bob Winder, um other guy or maybe it was bobby Winder thinking of yeah the the seahawks linebacker yeah he he was in but he just didn't look right this whole seahawks just don't look right in fact i personally think they will miss the playoffs but we will talk about that stuff later um, so I'm go. I think I'm in on Dak and Zeke. I think the Cowboys are going to make a run for it. Yeah, I, they're better, and Sean Lee's going to be back. So, I, I I mean he is back. I assume he's still healthy. That's that's not a safe assumption, but you never know. Um, <laughs> you never know with him. Mm-hmm. So um, on to some running back matchers. Um, I guess we'll start with the stud names or the bigger names that pooped uh pooped your team jordan howard being the biggest one <laughs> this is this is one where i was just wrong um i in in the back of my mind i knew there was the possibility of the game strip going awry and i'm not getting enough work and that is unfortunately what happened i mean half one pbr was still 8.3 which i mean it's not good but like it's not two it's you you had a possibility to overcome it um but man like they went away from him so early. They were down 10, and they just abandoned the run. I mean, mm. I know. That's pretty frustrating. Yeah. <sighs> Next week, home against Cleveland. I I think I play him. Like, I don't know. It, I mean, it depends on I, your options, but it, I think it's a good place next week. It seems to do well every time we don't think he's going to do well, and vice versa. He, every time we think he's going to do well, he poops the bed. So who knows this week? Yeah, the I issue. Guess I think I would start. Yeah, it's you look at the times where he can have a good game script, um, and that's usually when it's gotten better. Um, like they have to hold the ball a lot. You know, like that'll be a closer game. The Browns and the Bears. Yeah, which. As weird as it sounds, I think this could this could be the Browns' one win of the year. I'm not positive. Could be, because I mean, see the I mean we knew they weren't going to beat the Ravens. Who do they have next? They've got the Bears, and then who else? Don't they have like the Steelers or something in Week 17? Yeah, if they want to win, it has to be against the Bears. So who knows? <laughs> but, oh man. But I mean, okay, if I'm looking at and I've got Jordan Howard. Um, obviously, I'm starting Kenny and Drake over him at this point. Um, if I've got Deion Lewis, I'm probably starting him over him just because if Burkhead's out, the workload's going to be there. 
um it's kind of tough if um if Fournette's out again i would consider him and ivory kind of I'd, I'd be back and forth on that um yeah it's i mean it's tough like when you've got this guy that you know is good and has the potential to get you 25 30 points but can also get you single digits it it, it blows it's a bad spot to be in I think he's an RB two this week, or is that's where I put him? Yeah, and it sucks because he's he is a boomer bust now, and like you 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 think of him as like consistent, like oh he's gonna get like the ball a ton, but not not the case this year. He's it's been pretty up and down, which is annoying. Um, it's, yeah, another a guy who's been just kind of down though is Demarco Murray. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been pretty rough for him the last several weeks um since let's see week 11 through week 15 he's had one game of double digit points and that was only because he got in the he, he fell into the end zone he tripped into the end zone um he had nine rushing yards. i mean so, so the receiving yards will be there sometimes but like demarco murray he, like, he should have been out of your lineup and i know earlier when i was talking about him and freeman i was kind of high on murray and he had that good week against cincinnati but even then, that was fully touchdown base too. Like, if he doesn't get in the end zone, he is not a good play. Yeah, I'm not huge on Demarco the rest of the year, mostly because I think the Titans are going to basically lose out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sounds bad, but I hope so. Like, I don't want that dang like thumbtack logo in the playoffs. They don't deserve it. If they were good, of course I'd want them in, but I don't want a doormat going into the playoffs. And when they They're when they lose team that's in there when they faced off against the Steelers what were they like like seven and four I don't know they were like they had, they had the Steelers and the Titans had the same record when they played that Thursday night and like we were, we were all like how like the Titans are the worst team with this record I've ever seen like this does not make sense <laughs> and it's 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 regressed to the norm uh, as we like to say um I honestly think the Browns could beat the Titans I legitimately believe that like on a given Sunday in Cleveland, I think like it might not be super likely, but that's just the indication of how bad I like their record representation is. Yeah, and I mean, there's me. always those teams where like they squeak out wins they shouldn't get. That happened a lot with the Titans. I mean, last year like Detroit and and even Oakland, I, I'll admit, like squeaked out a lot of wins on the backs of Carr and Stafford. But yeah, it it, it came falling down for the Titans. Um. But a team who just beat the Titans, the 49ers. Man, these segues are on point today. Um, uh, Carlos Hyde, though, was not part of your winning recipe. It, having I thought j- having Jimmy G was going to help him. But, man, it's been the opposite. Those checkdowns are not there. He's done okay um, before this. Like, the week before against Houston, he did fine. But this past week, he did he was not good. Yeah. Um, because like week twelve was when we got Jimmy G right, or at the end of week twelve. Yeah, that. Yeah, so the thirteen, fourteen, yep. fifteen has have been his three starts, and it's not not been great for Had. Let me let me pull up his half point PPR scoring because that's what we've gotten. It's a nice in between. Most most of the time when we reference scoring, it's the half point PPR because that's the league we're in, and it's a, it's kind of a nice balance between like oh like standard and PPR, so you can kind of get a better gauge. But, like, yeah. on the gear, he's the RB9. He's usually been super consistent because, like, the workload has been there. But um, the last few weeks, 10.3, 8.1, 13.8, 4.9. Um, and Look at his receptions, though, how much they've gone down. Yeah, so, like, he was getting oodles of them. 
Um, he had that last week with uh, Bathurst. He had seven, but it's been three, zero, and two. And, like yep. the targets have been way down. I mean, he had nine back in week nine. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, and he's he's a really good player too. I feel so bad for him because like the the owners, just, the staff in San Francisco is like not a huge fan of him anymore. I, it's kind of dumb. But Why? I don't know. That's they, great. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like who who was there before uh, Shanahan. Um, Chip oh, Kelly. Chip Kelly, right? Yeah, he he was. I, think, I don't know if he like he was drafted by Chip. I don't know, but he was part of like the regime before Shanahan. And Shanahan's not like a huge fan of him, which oh. I don't, it's not like he doesn't like him, but he it doesn't really fit the whole Shanahan system a ton. I, I don't know. He's he's more of like a power run. He he can catch the ball well. I don't know. He'll he'll be somewhere else next year, and I think he'll do well. Oh, you think he's going somewhere else? Yeah, I think I think his contract's up after this year, if I remember right. Yeah, I can see it too. Oh. I mean, they were talking about trading before the season started. Because mm-hmm. I know they like Brita and uh, and Williams too. There, Ma- okay. Here's the scenario: Imagine uh, Pittsburgh uh, not signing Le'Veon Bell and getting Hyde. <laughs> yeah, and then say Quan Barkley goes to the Niners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying. Like a lot of teams could use a running like Carlos Hyde because he's he's really good. I think. He is a great, like he's a great running back. I mm-hmm. think it's like he'll be an asset to whatever team he goes to. He just hasn't been. I think he has good pass catching ability. Yeah. Which is Detroit why could use him, man. They could that or Seattle could really use him. Oh man, Detroit would love Carlos Hyde. Perfect. Him and Theo Riddick just dominating catches. Forget yeah. Amir Abdullah. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. He's not good. Um. <laughs> and uh, the last running back on this. Uh, mash list uh, jamal williams which we were i was pretty skeptical about how it was gonna go when aaron Rodgers came back and yeah it was not what you wanted 10 for 30 and uh zero targets if i recall so that was the big so much of his value came from hunley needing somebody to throw to as he scrambles around in the mm-hmm. pocket and and relying on the run more um Aaron Jones only got right. 347 of it. Um, it's not nearly as much. Run. Obviously, I mean, Carolina getting out to a lead impacted that a bit. But Rodgers obviously will throw down a field a lot more than Hundley will, which were, that's that's kind of a given. But I don't I, – I didn't think he'd be as much of a stud, but I expected like 10 to 12. I didn't expect a huge – like as big of a drop-off as there was. I, yeah, I, I think I still had him ranked pretty well against Carolina, even though Carolina's really tough to run against. He was yeah. getting so much volume that his performance was underwhelming. And and I know, like I think two weeks back, we talked about like some of these like running backs, like Drake, Collins, Burkhead, uh, Jamal Williams. Like we we talked about those four like in depth, and I, I I think I was lowest on Jamal Williams just because I didn't trust that consistent workload. Yeah, you're actually, you're, I remember that. Because yeah, I, I was obviously high on Burkhead, who's now hurt, of course. Um, I've I've been like oh, cursed this year. Um, but yeah, and then to transition to receivers, another disappointing Packer was Jordy Nelson. Man, we we discussed this over text, and we thought you know it would be fine, but nope, nope. 
You man. thought with uh, Rogers coming back, he would get a little bit of spark back into Jordy Nelson, but it wasn't there. Yeah, uh, Rogers, it was partially Rogers, which to me means this week I'm starting Jordy Nelson because <laughs> um, Rogers looked off. I mean, he really did. He looked off. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so assuming Devontae Adams, uh, he's probably going to miss this week. Um, that obviously up his targets, but if Devontae's out, um, you probably see Xavier Rhodes on Jordy Nelson. Does that impact your thinking on it at all? Well, so this is the annual Minnesota uh, Packers game, and the name that I always like in this matchup is Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to take a uh, wide receiver from the Packers this week. I'm going Cobb first, then Nelson. Yeah, and Cobb had a good week this past week too. That's kind of funny, like how just useless Cobb was for fantasy without uh, right. without Aaron Rodgers, and then he comes back and has like a very relevant game. What was it? Um, yeah, seven for 84 and a touchdown with 14 targets though. Right. That's that's the huge one. Um, no. He loves Cobb, and he's like his safety valve. Cobb is like his, uh, at the like I need a first down kind of guy. So yeah, and Nelson only had like uh, yeah, Nelson only had six targets, which Devonta Adams had seven. and didn't even play the whole game. So yeah, it's a uh, that's that's rough. But I, I assume Adams is out next week with a concussion. It was a big hit, and he's had some concussions in the past. So I imagine they keep him out a week. And I think they're done with the playoffs. So uh, yeah, yeah, lost their shot. It's rough. Now, Jordy's definitely in consideration for uh, this week, though. He is because um, he's gonna have to throw it to somebody. Mm-hmm. If uh, especially if Adams isn't out there, though. Like I said, I do. I like Cobb better. I'll yeah, I'm gonna be surprised if they like. I assume they'll both get double-digit targets like easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Rogers gonna do? Not sling in around? <laughs> exactly. So another guy who you like to think gets the targets, um, <laughs> Golden Tate. He, man, he's he's usually consistent, but he's been a lot more up and down this year, man. It's it's kind of weird. I think I'm still at a thousand yards. He's got two more games to hit a thousand yards, but three for thirty-three last week. Um, I mean, he got a touchdown the week before. Uh, eight for sixty-nine, four for seven, like three. I'm looking back, and he's got a lot of like subpar games. Yeah, he does. He's been very hit or miss this year. Yeah, I'll see. Marvin Jones has emerged, but I don't know. You thought he might get more against Chicago against Cincinnati. I'm willing to play him just because of how just awful and given up Cincinnati looks. Yeah, they looked – was it you that I said that to what the, that team looked like on Sunday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it looked like a – that team looked like a kid who just had the talk that his parents were getting divorced. Yeah. Like they then... just were just like, why are we here? I want to go to my room like this – like, they just found out Marvin Lewis is probably not coming back next year, which, I mean, even if you're not a huge Marvin Lewis fan, and I know there's not a lot of them out there, <laughs> that is their head coach, and they yeah. kind of just look like listless is the yeah. word you use. Yeah, like I was saying, the Vikings were like the school bully who would take the cheap shots at, like, any situation. <laughs> but, 
But the Vikings have been bowling a lot of teams this year. Right. <laughs> so. And uh, speaking of a player uh, on who got bullied, AJ Green, who um, I in the show I called Evans my sit, but uh, midweek I I talked to our league and I'm like, hey, I'm changing my sit to AJ Green, and that you that did. panned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the Xavier Rhodes thing was already you know a, a hold off. So you're like, all right. Uh, and then you hear about the Marvin Lewis thing, and that that pushed me off every single Bengal uh, this past week. And I'm glad I stayed off of Green because man, Dalton looked bad. Uh, Rhodes was on him. Yeah, just a rough week. It was bad. It was a bad week for the Bengals. Yeah, it's, you need to like. That's the situation where like teams have nothing to play for. Like when they know their coach is gone too. Like that's when it just goes to turmoil. They are already in the downslope, man. It's yeah. Avoid the Bengals. Kick them while they're down. Spit on them a little. Who do they have this week, though? Detroit, right? Yeah. And I, not, okay, like, I I don't, I mean, I imagine if you played AJ Green last week, you probably didn't advance, not to sound bad, but um, I, Detroit's a good matchup, but Cincinnati is just so checked out that I don't know, like, if I'd risk it, as weird as it sounds. I think he'll do fine. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'd I'd be hard pressed to sit him in a lot better of a matchup, um, unless I had like a super good option. But even then, it's yeah. Well, if you sat AJ Green this past week, maybe you advanced because you had somebody better. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. I mean, I sat him for um, Funches, which didn't go super well because Funches kind of got hurt for a bit. But the the reasoning made a lot of sense to sit Green. Um, based on all the situations that came up. And, yeah, so Funches was um, also a dud. Um, he left He left the game for a bit with that shoulder injury, and if he catches that touchdown, when, like when he got hurt, um, we're not talking about this as much right now. But um, he he did also get shadowed by, like, Greg Olson's return. That, that, that hurt him a lot. You would think it would kind of open things up for him but the injury makes it really hard to tell how that would have played out. Yeah. I, I'll have to go check how much of the game he missed. Cause I know he came out and came back, but I mean, mm-hmm. when you, when you don't play the full game, like it's hard to say it was a true dud. Um, but why, like while he was in, it wasn't, he still wasn't making like a huge impact. Yeah. And it's kind of like with the giants, you know, you have Evan Ingram out there. But when Sterling Shepard comes back, it actually helps Ingram because it opens up the field a little more. You'd think with Funches, his value wouldn't necessarily go down because Olsen was back. But it's something to keep track of and be mindful of. Yeah. But against Tampa next week at home and a game they want to win, um, if he plays, I'm probably playing Funches. I mean, even even so, before last week, everyone kind of thought he was trending down, but. He had he's pretty much been averaging fourteen points a week the last three weeks, and then before the bye he had that big two touchdown game. So he's not like his upside is not as high now, especially with Olsen back. But last week kind of was a mirage. I, I think it's more of a kind of blip on the radar. And I, I, I'll still trust him. Okay, yeah, I can roll with that. Newton doesn't need to throw a whole lot in each game, so like it's probably going to be Christian McCaffrey. Olsen, and a little bit of Funches. 
Mm-hmm. Shoulder injuries are tricky for receivers. That's like one where that actually could affect their ability to catch. So like definitely monitor the shoulder injury. Like if you're going down to, and like you have the ball and your shoulder hurts and you land on it, it's harder to hold on to that. Like if if you get injured when you're trying to catch a touchdown, it's a lot harder to hold on to that ball. Right, and then just extending the arms for the catch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we saw with AB, like he had it and then calf gets partially torn and then he doesn't have it. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rough. But um, so... um. I guess more players that got their game shortened by injury. Hunter Henry, like I said, he's under the dud, uh, but I said he got hurt. So um, Antonio Gates caught a touchdown. You'd like to think that would have probably been Henry's if he's in the game. Um, let me see what it was. I, th- I want to think concussion, or maybe not. I, I think, think it was. Right. Are you sure? I think it's concussion. I mean, it's it's safe to assume it's usually a concussion, which sounds bad, but that's how the NFL is now. Oh. Oh, shoot. Apparently, it's a lacerated kidney. Oh, wait, wait, really? Shit. <laughs> that sounds painful. That's um, what uh, that happened to Keenan Allen, like, last year. Dang. Um, yeah, so status is up in the air for next week. I mean, if Hunter Henry's out, then obviously it makes Antonio Gates, like, an option. But, man, a lacerated kidney, that sounds painful. Shoot. How do you do that? You get hit really hard in the lower back, I guess, man. That's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not something you want to mess around with no no so yeah definitely watch his status and even if he plays there's there's some injury risk which you know is unfortunate um so they had the chiefs this week which wasn't that was a that was an okay matchup and um you think if he plays all the game he probably has an okay day given how gates performed but next week the jets um i'd probably take that too and then um depending on if he's healthy yeah you don't want injure that he might not play this week with not, that kind of injury. Yeah. i'm not sure yeah and also the jets are really beatable like in like in the air too um like that's that's going to be a key to Allen yeah. back next week i'm thinking and then um jimmy graham i thought he'd oh, bounce yeah. back this week given how i mean obviously the game script hurt a lot um the last two weeks literally nothing for him like he got nothing last week and then he got one for one catch for negative one yard so if you're in a standard league, he got he hurt you for starting him. But if you're in half or full PVR, it's got like a decimal point. So, right. man, it's tough. Like you probably don't have a better option. Um, I imagine that I said I imagine the Dallas game will be closer, but um, it's I'm probably trusting him. Like I said, unless I've got like Kyle Rudolph or like someone who you maybe were able to get along with. Um, him but that's assuming you made it this far with Graham yeah odds are if you played him you got screwed but <laughs> if you somehow survived it like you know maybe Witten's available that would be kind of an even one for me um if you somehow have Evan Ingram with him that would be like those another one of those like top six seven guys I would play over him uh obviously Kelsey Gronk Ertz and then Ingram Walker and Rudolph I'd play over him too um I think the even would be about Jack Doyle or a healthy Hunter Henry. But like I said, it's, it's tough. Like there's, there's recency bias, but like when someone duds you two weeks in a row, it's tough to go back to them in the playoffs. Right. Especially with the way the Seahawks have looked lately. I mean, the offensive line is just so broken apart, but, um, I guess to, in, on the bright side, uh, Washington just kind of gashed him um, with the tight end. So, 
Uh, I mean, they just they, Washington. Uh, sorry, the Giants d- gashed the Cowboys with the tight end this past week. Uh, sorry, week fourteen. I mean, not week uh, fifteen. And uh, mm. and the Cowboys aren't great against the tight end of the year. Like athletic tight ends have had good time against them. Um, Travis Kelsey, uh, Hooper, Hunter Henry, and um, Ingram. Yeah, so there's room for some success. And you like to think if it's going to be close, they're going to use Graham. But I said it's hard. It's unlikely there's a better option for you. Yeah, I think I would still have to start him myself unless I had somebody else. Like maybe if I picked up Olsen, then yeah, I would start Olsen over him. Um, but it's kind of hard to find the depth there for this week. Mm-hmm. All right, so on to some injury news um, and a couple other things. So obviously the big one was Antonio Brown. He partially tore his calf, so <laughs> you got to assume he's going to be gone uh, week 16. Um, they're hoping they can get him back for like the real playoffs, but, um, yeah, that's a bummer just for football in general and obviously for fantasy owners. It's just just a painful injury. It sounds like in general. Yeah. I mean, it hit like pretty brutal. Like it was obviously something like around a shin area, but yeah, a lot of big names getting hurt this year. Um, there's also Funches who, uh, aggravated his shoulder, uh, during the game. He, he left and came back, but didn't look quite right didn't get a lot of targets either so definitely monitor that um but yeah he that's something you need to monitor for next week um but yeah man so i guess replacing antonio brown i should probably talk about that a bit um yeah martavis brown is probably not a bad replacement um or if you managed to have juju as well um maybe like guys like keelan cole or um if you have dd westbrook um if, like marquis lee's um if he's out um I was trying to think, like, think of you know, people who may be stepping in for uh, injured players. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster seems to be the name that would get benefit the most from Brown being out. Because mm-hmm. he kind of fits um, the I same role. So do well. Yeah. Um, receiver is the one that's kind of easy to fill in, like, one on a weekly basis, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, Devontae Adams, um, I'm, a, I'm assuming he's going to be out next week. Um, that was a Big old brutal hit. Um, it was Thomas Davis. They gave him two games, which I imagine they gets reduced to one game. But, um, yeah, assuming Devontae Adams is out, um, that obviously changes the outlook for uh, Jordan Nelson and Randall Cobb. See, Marquis Lee, the aforementioned. Um, what happened to him? Let me check. He That that dude it always seems to be, like, injured in some capacity. Like, he's always, like, on the injury report, and then he plays. But um, he actually got knocked out of the game here. So he um, hurt his ankle. Um, so he, they, what they think he'll be back for the playoffs, but um, it does not seem likely he will be playing this week, Marquis Lee. So um, that definitely ups the stocks of uh, Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook. Um, slight chance Hearns is back, but um, not looking too hot. Uh, also had a Rex Burkhead injury um, guy I was high on. As uh, anyone who's listened knows, he sprained his knee. Um, he's probably out for a couple of weeks. Um, I, I'm going to assume he's out Sunday. Um, he, <laughs> the refuse he tore his ACL, but he avoided that. But, I mean, he's definitely going to be missing a week. So that's a big bummer if you've been relying on him uh, the past couple of weeks. He's, he's been steady. Um, Hunter Henry, I know we mentioned him, the lacerated kidney. Um, I'm going to say doubtful. Um I mean, that's, that seems to be the case. Um, I mean, 
Um, I, I believe Keenan Allen had a lacerated kidney and missed the next week when it happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say he's probably not playing. Yeah, that's that's like a serious thing too. Um, let's see. And then on the same team, uh, Keenan Allen got hurt. They said it was a back injury. But um, it sounds like they're leading towards him probably playing. Um, they don't think it's going to be serious. So. Yeah. And if he plays, he's like – He's in a great spot against the Jets, who so just give it up to receivers. Oh, yeah. Just lay down for him. Yeah, and then... Um, so, some other guys who um, need to worry about like, coming off of injuries. Um, so, Joe Mixon missed another week with a concussion. Um, he'll probably be back, but, like I said, I don't want to touch any Bengals players. Um, so, that may no. or may not matter for you. Um, they might... I mean... Is it off the table that they just keep him out the rest of the year at this point? Oh no, yeah, there's uh Yeah, that's I, I it would make sense too. I don't know. But Sid, I hope hope you're not relying on a bangle anyway. Um Coleman uh, is out. Uh Tevin Coleman. Um he's he's missing the, mm-hmm. the today's game, which we're recording uh right now, um shortly before the game's starting. So he's out, but um I assume we'll be back uh for week sixteen. I don't I don't think you want to play him just because he's in a time stretch that's not nearly as successful as it was last season. But, um, you know, he will probably be there. But I think it more affects Devontae Freeman than anything. Let's see, so Leonard, man, Leonard Fournette, that's, uh, this one came up kind of later in the week, too, which is the scary part. Um, it's, it's, it, this is like, Leonard Fournette's worrying me a lot because he's so talented and, the biggest knock on him coming out of school was, you know, oh the uh, the injury history, like the ankle, that was a big one. But this mm-hmm. one's a quad. Um, they held this so surprisingly held him out. Um, I, I thought he'd, I thought he'd play. Um, I, I I assume he'll be back next week. Where said where where they didn't they wanted they needed the Pittsburgh Steelers to win to like have better chance at a buy. So where. They need to win more now. I imagine they'll keep playing him. Um, but definitely watch um, if you some reason have week sixteen uh, match or um, or sorry week seventeen match. I mean, or um, even if you're lying on this week, just just watch. Um, be ready to have Ivory or a backup situation there because um, there's not not a guarantee at this point with him. Which that, yeah, that worries me for like long term use. Sorry, what were you saying? I think Ivory did look to be getting like. The major stuff, right? The issue is uh, what's his name? Corey Grant gets some carries too, and the, whoever that was, like the fullback. Like when Fournette is gone, they replace him with like a huge committee. Right. I would look just to a different team entirely. And then Damian Williams. Yeah, and then that nine. Again? Sorry, good. No, like the Niners have been good <laughs> against the run lately too. Yeah, the they've few weeks they've improved been drastically. Well. I mean, they, they they're holding the ball more. Jim, Jimmy G's like increasing their time of possession. There's less time for the team to just run all over him. So that t- two year long issue is finally getting fixed a bit. And yeah, Damian Williams, he's uh, been out. I I think they'll keep holding him out. I don't know. Even when he comes back, I don't think it'll matter. Kenny and Jason playing so well, like. <laughs> yeah, I think he's won that job, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, and I hope so. Like. Adam Gase isn't stupid. He's he like Adam Gase is a relatively smart coach. Like he's one of those guys you can assume the 
assum- like the assumption rational coaching applies a little bit more with him. He, he he's shown that you can kind of rely on him a bit more um, as far as like kind of coaching scenarios go. Although if he's if you're on his bad side, you're you're donezo as you saw with Jay Ajayi. But hey, Ajayi's on the Eagles now. I'm sure he's happy. Um, <laughs> so Chris Hogan was a surprise scratch. Um, he and Robert Woods had the same injury, which obviously Robert Woods looked fine. Um, if Hogan's out, obviously that means more for Gronk, more for uh, Amendola, um, more for Cooks. And uh, with Burkhead out, if Hogan misses again, I mean, Deion Lewis and even James White are, are plays for sure. And Gillespie may be active, who knows. But Deion Lewis is probably the guy there. And maybe even James White, uh, Super Bowl hero James White, <laughs> um, to my chagrin. But um, <laughs> yeah, so watch Chris Hogan's status. Um, the, yeah, the only problem is, is he's, it's hard to rely on someone that's not Gronk on the Patriots because it gets spread around so much. But I think Cooks is an okay play too. And then... I think Cooks will fill in the block. Yeah, they, they, he, they like to send both of those guys deep. So, um, yeah, watch Cooks' stats throughout the week. If he's gone, yeah, Cooks is a lot safer. And then lastly, uh, if you've been holding out hope for David Johnson, it does not look like he's going to be in, which, man, that's a bummer. Got half a game from him. Man. Yeah, that's a bummer. It just makes me sad every time I like I bring it up, just because yeah, it's sad. <laughs> like, like uh, they're 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 done too. Like super done. Yeah, like if they had a chance at the playoffs, like they'd maybe bring him back. But at this point, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll fall in drafts next year. That's maybe that's the only remote upside. Who knows? Um, hopefully, as that he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's just so dynamic. He'll he'll be he'll come back strong. Mm-hmm. I'm not too worried. And then um, let's see. Oh yeah, Zeke's coming back. That's big. That's huge. Um, watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, if you have oh, Morris or Rod Smith, um, that value's gone. It will be the Zeke show, and uh, I we we both expect him to do well. And after what Curly did, you have to assume that's going to be the case. <laughs> and then uh, for waiver pickups, um, it's the last week. There's not really uh much new going on so um let's see i'm trying to think there's anything possibly new uh maybe if you're going for like a streamer guy um like Bortles or Foles or winston but um all the guys we've been mentioning are probably picked up um if you're in the finals you likely don't need a waiver addition so i mean right at this point like you're probably not as invested in your team, such as the point that you're making huge waiver transactions. And if you are in the playoffs, like you've got your team set up. Yeah. I mean, maybe like defenses or something at all you're looking for at this point. Um, and we can go over some defense uh, in, in a few, but yes, yeah, so I think if Bortles is still out there and you need a quarterback, go grab him. Um, same with Foles. Um, I mean, Marquis Goodwin has looked great, although I don't think I'd play him against Jacksonville. Um, let's see if if you hear any news on Doug Martin getting sat, Peyton Barber is a good choice. But like after last week, like I don't think I want to play Mike Davis. I don't think I want to play Jonathan Stewart. Um, sit. I guess Keelan Cole is the, really the only waiver wire pickup I can think of this week. Um, that's like not a quarterback stream guy. Yeah, yeah. and his is a lot more injury based. Maybe I'm well. Maybe some other wide receivers for the Steelers if they're available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Maybe um, 
Who else got hurt? Uh, oh, who was I going to say? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think I think James White. Like, or possibly Mike Gillisley as like a super-duper, like, what-the-heck thing with Bork. Cause, okay, so Burkhead was like, he got receiving work and goal line work. So I don't know if it's going to get like split up between James White and Lewis or if Gillisley is going to fill in that goal line work and James White's going to get the receiving work. Right. Um, what, what, what do you think of that? Um, I think you're going to see Lewis is going to be like the feature down back. And I think James White is going to be the passing down and goal line back. I don't think. They're going to use Gillisley unless they have like a it's fourth and one at the goal and then they need a, like a Zach Lyon like yeah that, that's where that's the Brady QB sneak though yeah exactly <laughs> that awkward QB sneak oh man <laughs> and um also so yeah anyone listening we broke this recording up into two separate days so um initially we did not have the Monday night game but now we do have that under our belts so um obviously you saw uh Devonte Freeman perform amazingly um could have had more even if that touchdown would have converted and then um mike evans got you what you needed we saw oj howard and uh deshaun jackson go down um i'll have to keep up with what those are exactly and um julio jones didn't give you exactly what you wanted but this was the Devontae freeman show pretty much all night mm-hmm. and then yeah, so there's not a whole lot to talk about from that game. Um, we'll get to those injuries. I'll look that up in a, in a few. Um, and then the handcuffs at this point, it's week 16, so um, probably don't need them. <laughs> I mean, unless unless you own Fortnite and you want to snag Yeldon or Ivory, um, that's about it, um, just to be safe. Yeah, pretty much at this point, you don't need handcuffs. <laughs> Yeah, um, unless you play in Week 17, in that case, which maybe they'll play. Hopefully, really doesn't do Week 17. But if they do, um, if I, I don't think is I don't know how many stars will be resting in Week 17. This might be one of, like the few years where like everyone has to play the whole year. You might have gotten lucky if your league was dumb enough to do Week 17, <laughs> like one of mine was. I didn't realize it. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a bummer. Yeah, there's one I'm doing for someone else, and they like, it's like they have two week matchups. It's like fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen and seventeen. I'm like, why would you do this? But yeah, that's what mine is. It, it was like their first year doing it. I don't know. I don't know what ESPN's like defaults are, but they like, they should have like a little asterisk or disclaimer saying, "Hey, don't do week seventeen. Like it's bad." Right. Nobody does it. I don't know why it's our standard. Yeah, I remember one year I lost. Um, I think it was. I'm not sure it was like sixteen or seventeen, but. I remember I I lost because I played Kurt Warner in that snowy game against the Patriots instead of playing Tyler Thigpen. So <laughs> that's a, that's about how weird it can get in Week 17. Um, oh my god! Oh shoot! Okay, um, update. Yeah, OJ Howard is going to the IR apparently, and um, Hunter Henry is also done for the season. Wow! Do you know what for? I will look right now, and I'll see. I see everyone probably saw Aaron Rodgers going to IR, um, which obviously is a bummer for anyone who had him. So yeah, uh, OJ Howard ankle expected to be on the injured reserve. Um, TJ Jones in Detroit, it's not a huge deal. Hunter Henry's done for the season, which that that makes some sense. Um, Tom Savage is out for the season, which after that concussion, man, I would assume so. Um, as of Tuesday. Tevin Coleman was still in concussion protocol, but I, I imagine he's going to be, you know, active for uh, week 16. 
And they get the states. That's like, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a lot more higher scoring than the, or a lot higher scoring than the first one. Well, I think the Saints are definitely going to score more points. Yeah, having Kamara back will be nice uh, for them for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess with OJ Howard out, um, you got to look back at Kevin Bray now. <laughs> like, because after okay, I know like what when it's um. Like when it's both of them, it's kind of a crapshoot some days. But um, when it's just Cameron Brait, it's he's actually a good play, at least in my opinion. Like a top ten. Yeah, like a, like for me, like I'm a Jimmy Graham owner, and I uh, am very upset a lot after the last two weeks of performance. Um, <laughs> As you and should. A, and and against a like, you know, rolling Dallas team that's going to get Zeke back. Um, I'm not like a hundred percent sold on uh, on Jimmy Graham. So of course, when I sit him, he's gonna go off. But I mean, he's been fully like touchdown based. So I don't know. I may check him and break. But this year has been like all about streaming tight ends. It's like there's always like one to find, unless you just like got one of the <clears throat> four good ones, whatever they yeah. are. Earth, Gronk, Kelsey, and I don't know. Is that it? Well, Eric Scrunt, Kelsey, then after that, like, Rudolph and Ingram and Walker are, like, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson was in a walking boot after the game, but I don't know the severity. I think it's it was a sprain. I don't know if it was, like, high or low or whatever. But, um, if it was high, I wouldn't be surprised if they just sent him the rest of the year. Yeah, he may or may not play Sunday, so even more. Uh, so Mike Evans becomes, like, a for-sure must-play at that point. But uh, yeah, because like Mike Evans and he's like a target hog. That's when he's like awesome. All right, so I gotta look that up because that's uh, that's good to know. Um, didn't I say last week if Evans was gonna have a good game, it was gonna be this week against yeah. the Falcons? Yeah, he did pretty well. And like I, more and more, I thought about it. That's why. I, so um, off air, I changed my sit from Mike Evans to AJ Green, um, hmm. because I realized that made a lot more sense, and that went well. <laughs> so yeah. Heck, maybe if uh, maybe Adam Humphreys is like a viable play if uh, Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard are out. Who knows? Dun, dun, dun. I wouldn't do it though, <laughs> not personally. No, I wouldn't either. So, um, yes, yeah, so handcuffs aren't as important unless you play Week 17. Um, in that case, just remember James Conner did get hurt. Um, so uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint will be the backup to Bell now. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then I guess we can move on to the uh, super-duper exciting part, the defenses and kickers. If you made it this far, you either have Jacksonville or Philly or the Ravens or or Minnesota, or you've been successfully streaming week to week, um, which honestly, like, it's tough to do. And, like, sometimes you'll stream and, like, find that right one. And it's kind of tough to know them early in the season if, like, a defense you streamed is actually, like, legit or if it's just, like, kind of like it happens like with Jacksonville week one of the Rams early on or Detroit early on like you weren't sure if they were legit or not and it's kind of hard to tell right but hey if you were able to stream that's what I've done in a couple leagues it's yeah. worked yeah I've kind of gone back and forth the, the Chargers have been a nice like late year pickup stream aside from Kansas City last week they've had a lot of good matchups um <laughs> especially that um who, what's his name? Uh, Buffalo backup. Nathan Peterman, that game. Oh, man. Uh, that was Ugh. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
How many so, points did they get that game as a defense? They got like 20 or something. They got an absurd amount. Because they, they got like one or two touchdowns, like a bunch of picks, some sacks, yeah. Okay. And yeah, on them, um, they are my favorite streaming option this week if they're if they're available or if you held on to them um, through the week. They get Bryce Petty's Jets. <laughs> that's I think that's all I need to say, right? Yeah, that is all <laughs> you need to say. The only thing I will say is that it is at home. The Jets play better at home. Um, they have just more energy, but they lost McCown, so I'm not giving them any of the chance. How many sacks do you think um, Ingram and Bosa can buy for? <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh maybe like four. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like over under four point five on it. Yeah, I think like four is pretty reasonable expectation. I can see Joey Bosa getting three sacks himself this game, but Well yeah. <laughs> the Jets line isn't complete garbage. It's like you know, that like decent kind of mm-hmm. garbage. <laughs> It's recycling. Uh, yeah, it's recycling. <laughs> so, like, it kind of depends on how they're playing that day. Sometimes they give great pass protection. Sometimes it's awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm expecting great line play, but they again, they are at home. Yeah, but like I said, it's Bryce Petty. So, hmm. Petty and the Jets. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, Chargers defense, and then. Um, Detroit against Cincinnati, I like a lot. Um, the Cleveland-Chicago matchup, really either side of that. Um, obviously, Chicago is the better pick, but it is in Cleveland. So, you know, it could, could be worse. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Who, who else you got this week? Um, there's a couple, like, interesting matchups. The Washington-Denver one, um, I believe it's in Washington, but I think I'd... S- still take the Denver defense because we know one thing about the Redskins. It's that their offensive line is complete trash with how many injuries they've sustained. Mm-hmm. And uh, Broncos pass rush should be able to just give Kirk Cousins a nightmare. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, if uh, it, it, actually, I don't know if it matters who the starter is for Denver because it's going to be Brock or Paxton Lynch. So the Washington defense has some <laughs> upside yes. either way. Also, I misspoke. Apparently, it's a Chicago, not Cleveland. So, never never mind my comment about the Cleveland defense. Yeah, roll, roll Chicago defense. <laughs> Let's see. We've well, got man. <laughs> I mean, I can see. I can see them getting a pick, maybe. About it. Um, <laughs> I assume Carolina defense is owned, but um, they get Tampa, so not a, not a bad choice. Let's see. Kansas City gets. They get here. They get. I, I put them down here, so that was to get a good matchup. Oh, Miami. Miami's not a bad one. Um, and they've looked better themselves. Kansas City has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they held um, the Chiefs like in check decently. So that's or not the Chiefs. They held the Chargers in checks. They are the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> they so, also I mean, held themselves in check for about six weeks. <laughs> the Chiefs did hold the Chiefs in check for a while. Yes, and then. <laughs> Um, New England against Buffalo. Um, that could be a thing where New England gets way ahead and forces some like scenarios where the defensive touchdowts come into play. And then uh, Pittsburgh, they get Houston and TJ Yates. So, oh man, yeah. <laughs> and like Pittsburgh, like like a lot of like all these teams, like the ones that need to win for playoff spots, I like a little not a little more, but like if you're tie breaking, 
like New England and Pittsburgh and Kansas City, like they're all fighting for like, well, New England and Pittsburgh are fighting for that top seed. Kansas City's fighting for a playoff spot still. Like they're not guaranteed a spot even. And then um, the Chargers legitimately need to win, of course, if they have any chance. And then um, Carolina's wanting to win to try to secure as good of a spot as they can. Yeah, that whole NFC South, they're just going to be beating the hell out of each other for, like, two weeks. Yeah, dude, that's, the division's so good. Like, <laughs> that just shows to show how important quarterback play is. Like, it's clearly the best quarterback division in football. I and, would probably say so, yeah. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, uh, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston. Like, yeah. the worst quarterback is Jameis Winston. Yeah, so. Winston's pretty good myself. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams would like to have Winston right now. So, yeah, that's. Imagine if uh, the uh, Packers hadn't lost Rodgers, that'd be a pretty well quarterback division outside of, I mean, Trubisky, but he's a rookie, so, yeah. He's the GOAT. Yeah, I'm curious how it's going to go next year. Sorry, I know we're going off topic a lot, but where there's not a whole lot of, like, extra fantasy discussion given it's week 16, we kind of are diverging onto NFL topics. So, right. Um, I mean, I personally, like, on that topic, I think Trubisky looked pretty good this year. For a rookie, like, um, I was impressed. Yeah, he, he does a lot of stuff pretty well. And I – so coaches that I think will be gone include John Fox. Um, yes, Gonzo. Like, you have you have this explosive rookie in Tariq Cohen who you'd never, ever use just because you hate rookies. And you won't let your quarterback do anything because you hate rookies. Like – I don't know. It's. I don't think it's gonna go. Well. I think Dirk Cutter's gone. Um, I don't think there's anyone else. Well, we know about Marvin Lewis. Apparently, he came out and said, oh, "I don't know. He'll he'll be gone regardless. He should be gone regardless." Um, see, uh, l- looking at coaching change scenarios is always nice to evaluate like teams and players who may like outperform expectations. Like, look at the Rams. The coaching change was huge for them. Um, I'm not saying it's gonna be that big of a swing. But it's always nice to look for, like, in the, in the draft, like, oh, this player had a cushy change. Like, maybe this is Jameis Winston's, um, like, year he puts it together if your cutter goes away or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a pretty strained relationship, apparently. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, I, I watched the hard knocks and, like, I don't. Because Cutter, like, his main thing was, like, making sure Winston, like, didn't make mistakes. But I think he said it, like, too much. Like, they told him, like, too many times not to lose the game. I think that got in his head. Uh, I remember what I always told you. Don't lose the game. Don't lose the game. <laughs> Brock Osweiler's sitting there. Oh, man. Oh, man. Tom, Sav- Tom Savage doesn't even know. He doesn't comprehend that. Um, <laughs> nah, but I hope, he's re- I hope he's recovering well. Uh, that was a scary hit. So, um. Yeah, on to some players that don't take many scary hits. Uh, kickers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of good options this week, and I can kind of just list some off. But basically, if you think a team is going to be scoring a lot, on um, the kicker's not a bad option. I've I've been all over Robbie Gold. Even against Jacksonville, I don't hate him. But like, where, like I mentioned, like San Francisco has no good red zone options, but they're getting there. They're getting to the spot, but not converting. And so uh, Robbie Gold had like 24 points last week or some, something crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. Before he had 15 and 17. Yeah, the Jimmy G effect on uh, Robbie Gold is helping, and the lack of uh, red zone weapons is helping too. 
So, um, like, I think you got to keep rolling him out. Even even against Jacksonville, he's not like the top option, but it's like this. This could be like this could be a kicker battle for sure. Um, True. So gold or Lambo there, I like. Um, Robert Gold is is gold for your team, obviously. Um, <laughs> I had Crosby on here. I'm taking that off because without Rogers, I don't know how much I trust anything on the Packers. Um, see. Prater, um, I think they'll score a lot. I have Coons on here. I think the Chargers will score a lot. Um, <laughs> let's see, tennis, who's Tennessee play? They've got, oh yeah, Ram, Rams and Titans. Obviously, there's going to be something to keep up, so maybe suck up to a good, good spot. Who all do you like this week? Uh, just a couple names I can throw out there. Um, I don't know if I like Jake Elliott just because they're playing Oakland and like, it is Monday night, so they'll probably stick with Foles the whole game, but they did secure a playoff spot, so who knows what they're going to do with their players. Um, like yeah. if the, they like they could just end up sitting some of them at this point. Yeah, uh, I, I imagine they probably want to try to secure home field. Like, no, no one is like going to secure home field advantage super soon that I'm aware of. Right. No, and they already have, haven't they? Maybe. I think they have maybe not home field against like Minnesota. No, yeah, I think they have a. Um, they definitely won the division. They've oh they they they've clinched a bye. Okay, right. So they could. Um, it's really that them or Minnesota. Do what? They shouldn't. I would be very shocked if they sat Jake Elliott in it. So he might be like mm-hmm. he might be prominently used. Um, especially if there's like a the third string quarterback playing at all or anything. Yeah. So okay. So in the AFC, New England and Pittsburgh have clinched their division, and then Jacksonville has clinched a playoff spot, but not their division yet somehow. Because Tennessee. Wow. Uh, okay. Um. In the NFC, yeah, Phil- Philly's clinched the bye. Uh, Minnesota's clinched their division, and after that, there's nothing um, else. Okay. The NFC is wide open, man. The NFC is crazy this year. I'm wondering. It's the NFC that's garbage. Yeah, I'm wondering who's going to get that last playoff spot um, <laughs> in the NFC. Because, see, so Philly, Minnesota, Rams, New Orleans, uh, Carolina. At least I assume those will be the first five. And then after that, yeah. if it, this Atlanta may hold on. It's, I think it's going to be Atlanta or Dallas. I think it's Atlanta or Detroit, possibly Dallas. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is right now. If the Lions went out and the Falcons went out right now, the Falcons make it. But if the Lions went out and the Falcons lose a game, I think Detroit makes it. Gotcha, gotcha. And then in the AFC, um, right now we got New England, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and then after that, no one's no one's safe. Um, I think Kansas City will stay in, and um, I I hope Tennessee drops out because I want Baltimore to get in. Um, honestly, I think Buffalo might hold into that last spot. They might. It's gonna be Which, them or Chargers. I'm hoping it's the Chargers yeah. personally. They've looked better, like as a playoff team, but it, the Buffalo Bills, like they could hold on. They do. I would kind of like to see Tyra get in the playoffs. That'd be kind of cool. Just to really say, screw you, Bills. Um, the Chargers definitely have an easier matchup this week than Buffalo does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They'll they'll probably have even record, and but um, and yeah, and the Chargers have the head to head, which helps a lot too. Um, but anyway, back to some kickers. Um, both kickers in New Orleans, Atlanta. I mean. I assume it's going to be higher scoring. That the last one was what twenty seventeen or something like that. 
something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's unusual for these teams. So um, even though the defenses are better, look for uh, I mean, because Coleman will probably be back, Kamara will be back. I look for these weapons to you know have a good day. I think uh, Butker should have a good game. The uh, Chiefs' offense looks so much better now. Yeah, the good thing is like later in the season, like you can kind of predict stuff a little better, not fully better, but so it's kind of kickers and defense become a little easier as the year goes on. Um, let's see. Who does Arizona play? Oh, the Giants. Yeah, Arizona home against the Giants. I feel like that could be Phil Dawson Fest. Take take a take a trip down to Dawson's Creek. Uh, <laughs> plug him in your lineup. He started off the year really rough, but now he's gotten his shit together. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals have kind of been rough. So yeah, yeah, that too. And then last on here we've got Dan Bailey and Chris Boswell. Um, because I think both those teams will move the offense a lot. And with Chris Boswell, I think it could be a thing where Pittsburgh kind of calls off. The calling off the dogs thing is kind of real, not super, like, but, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you're up 20. I mean, look at look at Kai Forbath last week. I think he had a decent week because, like, it was Minnesota just, like, ramrodding um, the uh, the Bengals. Right. Let's see, how many points did he have last week? Yeah, he had, he had 12 last week. Yeah, so, I mean... If your team is up twenty to zero, you're not gonna like go for crazy plays the whole time, and there will be extra extra foot touchdowns. So, mm. foot touchdowns, so. though. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think I mean I think the Dallas uh, Seattle game it has potential to be a shootout. I don't think it will. I think it'll be like a. I don't. I think it'll be like a very close like twenty three twenty four game. The over under is forty seven. I think that's about spot on. For which game? Um, Dallas uh, and Seattle. It's in Dallas. You said it's 47? Yeah, 47 is the over-under. I think that's pretty spot on. It's like a 24-23 game. Yeah. I feel like it's a little low myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have Dallas as five-point favorites, so that's kind of odd. That seems five a little high. Point. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's Dallas in Dallas, but like still. Hmm. I don't know. feels weird having Seattle that like underdogged, but I'm okay with it. I don't like Seattle. Um, yeah, same. So I don't like Dallas either. Eh, yeah, that's true. But all right, if if it le- if Dallas being in the playoffs means we get to hear Tony Romo uh, color commentate those games, I'm cool with that. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny for him too. Like watch his team make to the playoffs again without him. Um, just like bitter the whole common like the whole game. I don't think I don't think Roma's bitter. I do want I want to see Cutler in the booth. Ah oh, man, because he was going to be an analyst once. Like once he was like if he stayed retired. So I'm really curious like how he'd be in the booth. I don't know. I I feel like I can't hear his voice carrying well. But mm-hmm. who knows? He's gonna pull a dick cut and like light a cigar on set. <laughs> oh gosh. So um. Anyways, on to our uh, sleeper streamer starts, busts, and bull predictions. Um, let's go into last week's real quick. Uh, most of our picks last week were pretty decent. Um, our starts, um, I had Marquise Goodwin. He, uh, he had a pretty solid game, uh, especially in PPR, so that, that did well for you. <clears throat> yeah, Goodwin's definitely been a good option lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, my start was, I, I just said to roll with your starters, and I said Breeze and Rivers. Breeze had a good game. Rivers did not. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Breeze was like your first choice. And you're like, eh, I guess Odd Rivers. Right. And then our streams, man, our streams killed it. Um, Woo. Foles, Foles and Blake Boggles. Um, they, uh, 
they killed it for you. Falls with the four, Bortles with the three. Bortles winning fantasy championships. Get San Francisco this week. <laughs> yeah, he's a good stream option again. Yeah, I, I heard a comparison to uh, when Flacco had that run and then they like got to the Super Bowl and won. Like, where Flacco like jumped into like, oh, is he elite? And it like turned his career pretty much. This could be like Bortles' career turning point. Gets a huge contract worth $120 million and then continues to just be mediocre for the next 10 years with a good defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those Eli to Jacksonville things have quieted down a lot now. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, speaking of quieting down um, in Jacksonville, D.D. Westbrook had a had a low-key game. Um, wasn't wasn't too bad. Let me look up his exact stats, but... um. Yeah, I had I had him and Coleman as my as my plays. Neither neither did well. Coleman was a lot worse. Um, I think D.D. Westbrook still had some looks, but the thing is, I I'm a, I would be okay with him again this week at San Francisco just because I know Marquise Lee is going to be out. Although I would probably would not go back to Coleman. And then you you yeah. had Hogan, yeah, he didn't play, so that's kind of a nick. Yeah, my uh, sleeper was Hogan. Um, and he didn't end up playing. So I was kind of just like, well, at this point, just transfer his shit over to Cooks. So that, like, cause he'll take, he'll get the majority of what Hogan would have gotten. Mm-hmm. And Cooks had a good game, but yeah, Hogan didn't play. So kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so sits, um, I, I changed my sit from Mike Evans to AJ Green. That turned out well. Green did pretty much nothing. Yeah, and I I just said sit Robbie Anderson, pretty much all of the Jets, but Robbie Anderson was the one I singled out, and he had a pretty meh game. He didn't do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he got a lot of targets. I think he got like 11 or 12 targets or something, but it was just, you know, Bryce Petty balls. So we say that? We were like, Bryce Petty is probably going to throw it to him 10 times a game. It's just how many is he going to catch? Yeah, 12 targets, 5 catches, 40 yards, so... Yeah. Pretty much what we anticipated. Um, I also had Lynch as like a side a side sit. Like I didn't think it was going to be too great. Um, he didn't he didn't do super well. I don't think it wasn't like kill your week for you, but um, not ten point seven. That's about what you'd expect from him. So ten, yeah, yeah. ten pretty average. I mean, if you, if you're starting Lynch, that's a that's, I mean that's pretty much what you're hoping for. But that was just kind of like another a, a extra got called. But the the green sit was um spot on. <laughs> And then, how to see how these bold predictions go? Um, I, uh, JHI uh, was not a super stellar RB this week. Um, he did okay, but they, a lot more. I said when we when we said stream Nick Foles, I didn't expect uh, four touchdowns. I thought okay, they'll use him a bit, and then ride the running back some. Thought maybe JHI would get one touchdown, but hey, he got. Um, 49 rushing yards, 40 uh, receiving yards, two catches. So, and our league 9.9, which, you know, eh, eh, it's not great. Definitely not what I hoped for. Yeah, I, I was on the same boat in that I really thought Philly would run more with Foles, but I think mm-hmm. they just wanted to let Foles do his thing, and which is good. It's good for him. He has a nice game now under his belt to give him some confidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, my bold prediction was that if Robert Woods does play, he's going to be a WR1 and torch the Seattle D um, for a 60-yard score. And he didn't get a 60-yard score, but he did get you yeah, 13.5 points, which is 
pretty much roughly what a 60-yard touchdown score would be. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, So that's kind of like a little bit of a hit, a little bit of a miss. He didn't like have a huge burnout score, but he did well. If you started him, you weren't upset with 13 and a half points. Yeah, he was definitely a good like wide receiver three uh, spot for you in your lineup. And also the game script, they didn't need him much. Right. Yeah, girly shoe, man. Wow. He's not going to do that this week. No, hopefully not for people who face Curly. But um, same. I'm going against him in my league, and I am worried. Yeah. So, oh God. I mean, Tennessee's not good per se. So, <laughs> but maybe their secondary's worse. So like, Goff is just gonna have to throw. Okay, so to- Titans are fifth best against the running back over the last five weeks. That's good. Um, That's good. Wow. Oh, man. They're bad against the tight end. Hmm. They uh, are. His name Higby? Yeah. Well, no, because I was looking at that, and I was like, I don't know if it's going to be Everett or Higby. Because um, like, I think I think both are still healthy, aren't they? I didn't hear anything about them being out. Yeah, because like, it's like, oh, is it going to be Tyler Higby? Or you're like, I think it's Jordan Everett? No, something Everett. Let me look. Let me Everett. Rams. Gerald Everett, there we go. Apparently, I think I think they're both active, so it's kind of hard to pick which was going to get the touchdown. Because I don't, I don't want to say like, oh, a Rams receiver is going to score, or a Rams tight end is going to score, because that's pretty vague. That's not helpful. Um, but right. yeah. So last week, uh, decent, not like nothing great. I think our previous weeks were better. I think we only missed on like one each. But, yeah. Uh, some- this week, I don't know if Hogan had played and a couple other things. A lot of injuries kind of messed with stuff. Yeah, our our sits and streams do pretty well usually. Yeah. Let me nice see. Because the previous week we had, um, yeah, we said. So you said sit cousin. I said sit the gym. Oh, yeah. Streams. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, our starts. Our our streams are are uh, the uh, one that usually tends to go well. I'm I'm just looking back through our, uh, yeah yeah okay um. So I'm, I'm looking each week we'll do like our recaps and previews, put it in docs. Um, okay so the for weeks uh, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen we had pretty solid streams. Week for week thirteen one of us had mentioned Eli Manning as a stream that didn't go well apparently, but our 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 streaming suggestion track record is pretty solid. So I'll take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, on to this week's uh, predictions here. My start is, uh, it's kind of silly, I guess, but Dion Lewis, since Rex Burkhead's out, I don't, I personally don't utilize Gillisley much. Buffalo's not really that great against the run. So it's it makes sense that it's Dion Lewis time. I believe it's in New England too. Mm-hmm. I think Lewis is probably going to have a great game. So I'm I'm on board with that pick. And uh, mine is another running back, and that's Alex Collins. Um, he's just been so good lately. I think this is like sort of like my start of the week kind of thing. Like Alex Collins is going to have a really good game against Indy. Team making trying to get that playoff spot. They're in it right now. They need to keep it up. So they got to win against Indy, and they're going to do that with a lead and with Alex Collins. Yeah. My only word with that is – um, like last week, he didn't get much work, 
which I don't know if he like if it was just coach's choice because like they were up a lot or I don't know he doesn't his yards per carry wasn't great last week but who they play didn't they play the Steelers last week or my week off they played they played Cleveland last week right oh right yeah yeah I, I don't know I, I think they'll get back to him I hope they should who they play this week um, and you, right, you said that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it's involved, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for them to run the ball. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like they'll run the ball 45 times. So, like, <laughs> Colin should get at least 15 of those. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I think he'll, they should be in the lead for most, if not all, of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. So, streams, uh, we're keeping it the same. Um, ride, ride the Ride the wave. Uh, crack a bottle. Um, keep playing foals. Matchups are good. I mean, do you have anything to add on these two? I so I originally had Randall Cobb just as a side stream option, to but with now with uh, Aaron Rodgers dead, that is definitely not viable. So yeah, forget I even mentioned his <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before we get into our next spots, I guess like so it's Hunley. But then Devonta Adams is most likely not playing. Who who's it go to then? I guess maybe Jamal Williams gets back involved. I guess I, I, is it is that his bounce back league now? I guess like that would make yes, sense. Jamal Williams. I mean, that's... I don't think Hunley knows how to throw it to like any other receiver than Devonte Adams. Yeah, no, because like I, I I don't know if it would be like Jordy or Cobb or whatever, or maybe Toronto Allison. Who knows. But, it would probably be Cobb over Nelson. But I don't want to risk it. Yeah, I don't trust that at all. Vikings just might not let him score at all. I, I guess, yeah, I can see that. It's going to be a rough time for the Packers this week. Yeah. But, I mean, the only Packer I consider would be Jamal Williams. But even then, Minnesota's got like a good run D. So it would have to be it through the air for him. Hey, Jay Stu torched him. Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> <laughs> That's an oddity. Anyway, um, on to some sleepers. Who do, who do you got, Mozzie? Martavis Bryant is my sleeper this week, um, especially with Antonio Brown missing some time. Looks like Juju, I think, is going to be more of your the possession back, getting a lot of the catches that Antonio Brown got. But I think Bryant gets, like, what was probably previously Juju's role. Um, more of the deep threat touchdown opportunities. So I like Brian. Yeah, I think he's good for like eight targets probably. Especially eight against ten. a Houston defense that sucks against the pass. And they give up big plays, and that is Mark David's Bragg's game. So Yeah. My sleeper is another AFC North receiver who is commonly known as a deep threat who was once a Steeler, um, Mike Wallace. Um, he's actually been pretty solid the last few weeks before you're like, oh, no, Mike Wallace. Uh. But um, he's like, uh, the last the last few games, um, last five games, he's been like pretty reliable. I had a page up earlier of his stats, and I closed it out. Um, last four games, targets are 11, 8, 5, 10. Um, 48 yards, 116 yards, 72, 89. And the game before those four, he had a touchdown as well. So um, like he's pretty much the only receiver that they're going to throw to 
in uh, in Baltimore. Macklin's been out. I mean, I don't know if you're going to trust Ben Watson every week like he did last week. Um, yeah. And the Colts have no cornerbacks left. I think, like I said, that like the top four corners are gone. I think it's it's bad. It's real, real bad. <laughs> like, there's going to be some opportunities for him, and this could be the game where he regresses back and gets a touchdown. Um, you know, a nice long bomb. So he's he's my sleeper this week. I like that. I like it. Yeah. And then on the sits, um, all the all the Titans, <laughs> just Every all the tit- Titans. Uh, if Seattle is better than Tennessee, and given what the Rams did to Seattle, I think they can pretty much do the same thing to um, Tennessee. Even though Tennessee can run the ball better, I'd they're going to use Demarco Murray too much, and it's not going to go well. And they're going to get Marcus Murray. There are no Titans I want to touch this game. Um, the only one I could maybe maybe get behind a little bit would be Richard Matthews, but even then. Um, or Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker is probably the one guy. Actually, yeah. Delaney Walker would be the one possible exclusion from this. But um, like DeMarco Murray, um, I mean, he's probably the only guy you maybe would start. I'm not starting Mariota. Um, probably oh. ignoring the receivers, yeah. Yeah, that could be a real bad game mm-hmm. for the Titans. Yeah. Like the the last time they went in primetime against the Steelers, kind of bad. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> I don't I don't know how they're like currently playoff bound. It makes no sense. They're the only team I've ever seen that was in the playoffs like standings, but in rankings were like outside of the top 18. I think they were ranked 20th like in some of the last rankings I looked at. And that's like, you're 8 and 5 or whatever. That's so bad. Yeah, I think I think the Bucks could beat them right now, to be honest. Uh, probably. Yeah, that's not like that's no overstatement. Like the Bucks could beat them. I mean, San Fran beat them last week, so. Yeah. True. All right. Now hit me with hit me with your sit. No, my sit's just pretty simple i've actually had it before on here and i'm that's to sit cousins i'm just like i love cousins but he's got a terrible offensive line and denver has a great defensive front um the game script might provide more opportunities for cousins to throw is the one upside just if like paxton lynch or the rocket ship decided just be absolute garbage that we have come to know and love from them like Cousins will get the ball more. Um, defense will get tired. It'll wear down. But I, I'm still not trusting it in my fantasy championship. Unless there's, like, literally no other option. But there probably is an option. like Bortles. I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, Kirk Cousins is better than... Like, I know there's, like, oh, like, sometimes being better isn't the only thing that you want a good matchup to. You want good situations. You want to watch for injuries. But like if I'm between, say, Kirk Cousins or like Deshaun Kaiser, like I'm probably still gonna play Kirk Cousins, <laughs> just because I trust him as a quarterback more. Oh well, yeah. Then Deshaun Kaiser, yeah. Yeah. Um. However, if Jameis Winston is available, I'll probably play Jameis Winston over him. Who are they playing? The Panthers. This yeah. Week? Yeah, but Jameis Winston's like a solid for, to get you like 300 yards. Yeah, he's, he throws a lot. I mean, 
Last three games, 20 points in our league, it's 20.6, 60.4. And last week, 28.8. Nope. He had 299 and three touchdowns. It's pretty good. So, I mean, yeah, so if I'm, because, yeah, I'm not too excited about Cousins in general. Deadris picked it up a bit the last couple of weeks um, after getting gouged over and over. Let's see. Yeah, they, they've definitely picked it up since the Jets game. Would you go Tyrod or Cousins this week? Tyrod or Cousins. Tyrod. Yeah, same. I actually don't mind Tyrod as a stream this week. He was he's like my honorary mention stream because last time he played New England, obviously their defense wasn't as good as it is now. But um, was that didn't he get hurt? Oh, that's when he got hurt, right? Yes, he got or, hurt. Did he get hurt? I think so. Yeah, he had to. That was a very bad game for him. Maybe. Did he get benched? I'm not sure. It didn't go well last time regardless, but I think it's going to go a little better this time. Probably some catch-up. Um, they need to make the playoffs. So, Yeah, they got to make the playoffs. I mean, it's in New England and New England at home. Their record against Buffalo. There's no way Buffalo wins this. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Tyrod could definitely get some fourth-quarter garbage time fantasy yeah. appeal. And the rushing floor. That's always yeah. a plus. He can run. He can throw too. Just... You know what do you think? What do you think of Flacco this week? I think I mentioned him earlier in like in the podcast, like on on Monday when we started, and we were just like, Ugh. but last two weeks, pretty consistent. It's to weeks, me. It's, I, mean. I just can't trust Flacco enough because even if the uh, even if the matchup is favorable, there's no guarantee that they're going to be utilizing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like. Sometimes, I mean, the Falcons can, or not the Falcons, the Ravens with Flacco can win games by not having Flacco do anything. Yeah. Um, and even if, it, like, they could run all game, they could throw all game. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. So I'm, like, wary on starting Flacco. It would have to be a pretty, like, gut feeling on your behalf. Yeah, I would I would definitely go Cousins over Flacco. It, in our in our scoring, he's actually uh, Cousins is still the number six quarterback on the year, right? Yeah, I uh, I ended up dropping him because I didn't like any of his matchups. I didn't trust the Redskins. Um, since I dropped him, he hasn't hit much. Because what? Yeah, nine point eight and seventeen points not bad. Because Adam has him in our league. I don't know if he's going to play him this week, but <laughs> yeah, I, I had him in my league, my home league, and dropped him. Yeah, which it's. I mean, it's tough. Like top six quarterback on the year, it's tough to you know just let that go. But I mean, you have to consider what you're working with. And for me, Case Keenum was a better start the rest of the year, and it's gone well. Um, but anyway, so on to some bold predictions after that little um, tangent there, Mozzie. What do you think is going to happen this week? That's going to be insane. Um, if you were wondering whether or not you should start Zeke in his return from suspension, uh, I am saying, please start him. He is going to explode this week. Him and Dak have a rapport like no other quarterback running back tandem in the league. And except maybe like Roethlisberger and Bell. Um, I think he's going to get over 150 rushing yards this game uh, with at least one touchdown. The Seahawks are shambly as fuck right now. Their defense <laughs> looks like it has taken multiple injuries, which it has. And 
the offense, they're like playing like petulant children out there against Jacksonville. The team is like not where it wants to be. Start Zeke and your Cowboys players confidently. Yeah, and I don't know. I I guess Bobby Wagner's probably going to play because I know he like barely made it this past week. Um, he didn't look good though. Um, oh, he didn't. No, he probably shouldn't have played. Um, but yeah, after what Todd Gurley did, it was uh, that's all you needed to know to start Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I they use Zeke in the passing game not quite as much as Gurley, but I mean, we've seen Zeke break off those long runs. He's fast. So, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that call. But I think he'll get, like, 25. Yeah, yeah. I like it. But I, I, I see probably multiple touchdowns. I, I could be – it could be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it could be bad. <laughs> yeah, and then – so my bold prediction is kind of plural. Um, I'm saying – so, okay, if you are screwed at tight end, listen up. Um, I'm saying Austin Hooper – Austin Severian Jenkins and Vernon Davis will all find the end zone this week. That is my bold prediction. Oh man. Which I don't know, counting on three tight ends to score, I feel like is is a tough call. <laughs> so Woof. I don't know. That's that is tough. Like A I don't know if ASJ is gonna get anything. But I mean Petty might throw him in the end zone look. Yeah, so um I mean here's here's where I'm looking. So I, I was tempted to look at a couple other teams, but like they use kind of tight end committees or barely as a tight end. So, um, Hooper, um, they get New Orleans. New Orleans is um, bottom ten against the tight end last five games. Then you know, we've got ASJ. They're against who are they play in the Chargers. Um, that's about the only thing you could do. The Chargers. They're also bottom ten. Um, is the tight end last five games. And Vernon Davis gets Denver, and we know about Denver's tight end struggles. They're uh, I believe they're also bottom ten. Yep. 10th so um yeah new orleans denver so denver's 10th um new orleans is ninth and chargers are eighth like at 10th ninth eighth worst against tight ends the last five weeks um at denver th- that's that's been all season long for them too that's not just been like a recent thing they've struggled the whole season on the season they're the third worst against tight ends so something they're clearly not remedying so right okay but, yeah that's that's where i'm going with it gotta be bold bold, bold. hit that control b Make it bold. Bold. Beat. So, um, yes, bold. Um, that wouldn't really describe any of our picks last week, but that's because um, there are a lot of really, really obvious games, um, except for like a few. Um, and with bats, uh, Mozzie, you went twelve and four with the picks. Um, I went thirteen and three with the picks. Like it's this is definitely our best pick week by far. Like this past weekend, it's because all the games are pretty freaking easy to pick. Um, this week is. Some of the same. There, are, there are a few games that aren't. I would say, um, let's see. There's one, two, um, three. Probably like four games that are. There's really like four of sixteen games that are more pickums um, than anything. But um, I guess we'll right. go ahead and get into it. So there are no Thursday games this week, thankfully. Um, <laughs> There are the two Saturday games, but that's a little bit better. Um, then we also got two Monday games as well. So, Ooh. yeah, I've got the there's a four thirty on Monday, then eight thirty on Monday. So that's uh, that'll be something. Except I don't think they're going to be very close. But who knows? Um, neither will Saturday games probably. Um, <laughs> is that the Oakland 
Philly game and Pittsburgh Houston. Yeah, Oakland Philly might be like might be a little closer. Um, but yeah, Saturday's Indy Baltimore and then Minnesota versus Aaron Rodgers Green Bay. So yeah. rip. Um, <laughs> so Indy Baltimore. Um, I've got Baltimore. Yeah, me too. In fact, this if, wait if this was like available for us to be a lock of the week, it would be like mm-hmm. I'm go- definitely going Baltimore. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, our locks of the week are um, – I don't know if they touchdown or less or less than a touchdown, but I, I think we usually go with less than a touchdown favorites um, on the spread. Right. So and six then, and a half or lower is mm-hmm. kind of like – Yeah, l- luckily there are a lot – there's a lot of – there's a couple six and a halfs this week um, for the locks. And then, um, yeah, our upsets are just anything that's a Vegas underdog. So um, next up we got Minnesota-Green Bay. This becomes very easy now, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, Minnesota. I see. I originally had Green Bay. Um, just like if Aaron Rodgers plays, he knows how to beat Minnesota. Um, it's in Green Bay, but it's Hunley now, so I'm. It's definitely Minnesota. Yeah, because on Monday the Falcons hadn't won yet, and the Packers weren't eliminated pretty much. So, but now they pretty much are. <laughs> so rip to that. Um, Detroit at Cincinnati. Detroit for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm taking Detroit. I believe in Detroit, right? Yeah, and I, I want Detroit to make the playoffs. I don't know if they will, but if they have, they're going to do it. They got to keep winning. So, Bengals look meh right now. They look miserable, dude. They look so bad. <laughs> yeah, they look just sad. Sad Bengals. Yeah, imagine like Bengals and Titans playing. I bet like, what would the over under on that be? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, I imagine it'd be under 40, but it'd be, it'd be, it'd be rough. Anyway, um, some, so another low-scoring uh, team. We've got Jets hosting the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to crap on your Jets, but it's Bryce Petty, so I've got the Chargers. I know. I'm glad they're losing out. They're going to end up with a better pick, and they were somehow they're going to be able to show the league they weren't complete garbage and still get a top pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Uh, Chargers are going to win, though. <laughs> yeah, they, they looked good for a lot of the year, though, with McCown. Like, there were a lot of close games. It was definitely more than anyone expected. Everyone thought it would be, like, Jets and Browns for a top pick. Actually, everyone thought the Jets would be the worst. So Actually, I thought there was when they were scheduled to play each other, I was like, wow, the Jets might lose this. To... That's funny. But, um, yeah, there, and there's a lot of surprises um, each season. And oh, I guess this next game kind of is oh, about one of the surprises. This is the Rams at Tennessee. I've got the Rams. I mean, they're they're pretty much like they're they are the biggest turnaround, like for sure. The Rams from yeah. last year. Oh yeah. God, they've got like Sean McVay has to be the top consideration for Coach of the Year at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm not giving Tennessee a shot. Tennessee huh. surprised me. Show me you're good. I'm not taking it. <laughs> All right, next is uh, Cleveland Chicago. I did have Cleveland, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go Chicago here. I think. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Cleveland, and they're going to be my <laughs> upset pick. Actually, oh, that was that was my upset. Oh, I have to change this now. I, I'll figure this I out at some point. Green Bay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you had that. Oh crap! I don't know who I'm going to pick as my upset now. Oh gosh, this is tough. I'll take Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only picked him to win like maybe once before this week, so. 
I'm going all in, baby. <laughs> Cleveland, they're going to win a game. <laughs> they are 1-0 on Christmas Day under Hugh Jackson or Christmas Eve. So maybe they'll be 2-0. <laughs> Yeah, the only other the only other two games that I could maybe see seeing upsets would be like the Giants at Arizona, or the Falcons uh, Saints game. That's all I can think of, man. Um, anyway, the Saints are the favorite, right? Yeah, the the uh, Giants at Arizona seems like one of the, the, the more pickums, so I may go with that. <laughs> anyway, um, because it's Drew Stanton, so yeah. Um, next up we've got Tampa at Carolina. I definitely got Carolina here. Yeah, I got Carolina as well. Though I'm sure Jameis and Tampa will put up a decent fight. They seem to have gotten back on track slightly, offensively at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be closer than um, you probably thought. But I, the Panthers are definitely rolling. It, it's Camp's confident again. <laughs> like I said, he had that moment in the game last week. He's he's rolling. The, yeah. the, the Calvin Benjaminless and uh, Greg Olson aided Panthers seem to hit on all cylinders he got dumped he's got his girlfriend back now he's got his confidence back <laughs> everything's going good for cam <laughs> oh got man and then, um, girlfriend in this scenario i guess <laughs> all right so staying in that division we got atlanta and new orleans um as much as i love atlanta i want to pick them um atlanta squeaked out that last one and this one's in new orleans now so i am gonna go to new orleans i love how since it's Atlanta at New Orleans and we have New Orleans written there, it just looks like it says no, no, no. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come here, back. No, no, no. Get New Orleans as well, definitely at home. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. me some stands at home. All right. Next up is um, Washington. Or sorry, Washington hosting Denver. Um, I've got Washington. I think the scenario you mentioned of some short fields provided by. Osweiler and or Lynch, probably the and, um, could happen. It's at home. Both these teams are meh, but I think Washington's a little better, so I'm going to roll with them. Yeah, I've got Denver winning as long as Osweiler plays, which is so weird to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Paxton Lynch ends up starting, then I'm going to take Washington because I think he's real. I don't have any faith in him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's rough there at the quarterback position, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They need one so badly. Eli to the Broncos. Yeah. Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly. Oh, God. Um, so, next up, we've got Miami at Kansas City. Uh, I've got Kansas City, for sure. In Kansas City, Jay Cutler. Yeah, I go in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, New England. This one is one of the easiest picks of the week. New England is at home against their division opponent yeah new england i don't actually know if new england has lost to buffalo at home since tom Brady and belichick <laughs> i like literally don't know if that's happened yet and i'm not gonna bet on it now so mm. yes with new england oh yeah next up we've got jacksonville at san francisco san francisco's been doing well but jacksonville i would say will keep rolling um the San Francisco 49ers just don't have enough weapons on offense. And Jacksonville's so good on defense, like they can't get they can't get in the end zone anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I'm really impressed with how San Fran's turned around. But mm-hmm. uh this'll be Garoppolo's first loss as a starter. Yeah, you, you got you gotta think so. Um 
which is good for him. It'll be it's a good game to lose to. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a good team to lose to. Oh yeah, I mean it's the no shame in losing to them, obviously. Next up we've got Giants at Arizona. I've got the Giants against the Drew Stanton led uh Cardinals. Oh god. Yeah, I've got the Giants too because not just because of Drew Stanton. I think I had them before I even knew that. Mm-hmm. But that just sort of corroborates it. Go, uh, Going with Big Blue. Yeah, I mean, I know it was divisional and whatnot, but I mean, the Giants held with the Eagles last week, so they, they, can, right. they can easily hold with the Cardinals, um, <laughs> I'd imagine. Eli looks better. Yeah, it was, it was his annual blow-up game, as you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got Seattle at Dallas. I have the home team in Dallas here. Um, teams go in opposite directions right now, and they get Zeke back. Yeah, Seahawks are on the mad decline, and Dallas is on the way up. So I'm sticking with Dallas, my uh, lock. Mm-hmm. We've got Pittsburgh at Houston. <laughs> this one's easy, Pittsburgh. Yep. I, <laughs> I don't see a way in which Pittsburgh loses this. Um Big Ben gets hurt on the first play of the game, and Le'Veon Bell like drives him to the hospital, so he's out of the game as well. <laughs> yeah, the only I think DeAndre Hopkins will have a good game just because Pittsburgh has a couple of breakdowns each game, and I feel like Hopkins will benefit. They're prone to that busted coverage play. Yeah, maybe Will Fuller. <laughs> um, yeah, I, TJ Yates is going to target Hopkins a billion times again, and. Uh, Steelers can be. be I, is Joe Hayden going to be back? He might be actually. Oh yeah, he will return. But I, don't, I mean, that's not going to matter. It doesn't DeAndre Hopkins doesn't care, um, and <laughs> TJ Ace doesn't care either. Clearly, so um, yeah, Hopkins had um, last let's see week fourteen he had sixteen targets. Uh, week fifteen he had thirteen targets. So that's Joe Hayden's a good man to man corner. So help. If he does play, he'll probably pick off Yates. Yeah, at least once or twice for sure. Um, oh, yeah. And then next up, you've got Oakland at Philly. Like I said, much as I love Oakland, I, Philly's the better team right now. It's going to be Philly. Yeah, I've got Philly. Um, though it's not like a huge game in terms of importance. Um, so they could like sit players, but I, th- I don't think they will too much. I think it's Philly still wins. No, nah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And. Oh, we forgot to do our locks and upsets beforehand, but we'll talk about it now. Um, which of which of these picks is your lock of the week? Yeah, so I mentioned it just very briefly that Dallas is my lock over Seattle. The way they've been playing and the way Seattle's been playing, it's just not. I just don't think it's going to be pretty for the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson gives him a chance in every game with his amazing ability to score touchdowns like really quickly mm-hmm. but i'm still taking dallas yeah i don't think it's gonna be as bad as last week of course but no i think dallas will win um my lock of the week as you as you've noticed i love picking at cincinnati so i'm gonna say detroit over cincinnati <laughs> it's gone well the last couple of weeks cincinnati is reeling um detroit like we said needs to win um really they like they have to keep winning to get in the playoffs so i think they do that okay and then my upset, I realized that um, the Cardinals are actually favorites right now. So uh, the Giants over Arizona, that will be my upset. So that's pretty much the only underdog I like this week. Okay. And yeah, my upset is 
Cleveland over Chicago. I'm going to call it. <laughs> game. I mean, they've got to get one, right? I mean, maybe. They might not. Huh. Who they beat last year? The Chargers, right? Yes. Yeah, this could be their own 16. That parade of this. Who else do they have after Chicago? The Steelers, so. Oh, oh no way. Yeah, um, no way. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so that would be the end for uh what if that's like their team like meeting. They're like, all right guys, if we don't win this game, we're not winning a game this year. So we gotta win this one, all huh. right. Chicago's a lot worse than Pittsburgh is, guys. We we can maybe do this. <laughs> we we were up on the Packers, we were up on Detroit. Side eyes Kaiser. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Just <laughs> squinting at him. Piece of garbage. So our play in this game, uh fourth quarter, Kevin Hogan, you're in. Uh, <laughs> Kaiser, we got this, don't worry. Yeah, just, so we're gonna save you from yourself. You did great. Just just sit over there. Right on that bench. Mm-hmm. Now we know you'd like to take a dookie in the fourth quarter, but we already we already got a duke over here who's who's pretty good. So uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I know Hugh Jackson doesn't sound like that. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Because it's just like, that's like my coach voice, I guess. That's probably what most coaches sound like. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. The, the Gruden. The... <laughs> you either have to have like, there's like, there's calm coach voice and like angry coach voice. So like my, like the calm coach voice is like my like slight country sounding like a little bit grumbly. And the, and the angry coach voice is just like, Loud and rambunctious, of course. Right, like Bill O'Brien, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, Dirk Cutter too. Dirk Cutter yells all the time. Like these old school guys, quote unquote. And it works for some of them. Some of it doesn't work for. So you know. But yes, yeah, so this is week sixteen coming up. It's uh, this is this is it. Um, hopefully it's it. Um. <laughs> It has definitely been a wild season for sure. Um, I, I think we'll probably come back and do like a week sixteen recap and like end of season uh, discussions and stuff. But um, yeah, it's been a been a wild ride. Lots of big name injuries this year. Um, I mean, David Johnson just started off um, right away. That killed a lot of people's seasons. Um, Dalvin Cook, Odell, Rogers, of course, just Deshaun uh, Watson. There's all all these fantasy studs just. Biting the dust one after another, and that was uh, sad. and yeah, that's that's why. Like, I mean, the draft's important, but you don't win your season at the draft. You you set your foundation because and anything can happen. People can get hurt. Players can just not perform well. Um, people can move teams and just have troubles. I mean, Terrell Pryor is the biggest example of switching teams and just failing. Um, yeah, right. th- things change. Um, coaching changes matter a lot sometimes. Um, like McVeigh and the Rams. Um. I mean, everything can change <laughs> in an instant. So you have to be ready all season long. Yeah, I mean, my uh, even my league where I'm 13-0 and 0 and going for the championship these next two weeks, two weeks, I have to play week 17, stupid. Uh, that's a bummer. Um, the team I drafted was phenomenal, but I lost Rodgers. I lost Watson. I just lost Brown. I lost Chris Hogan. Uh, it's been like 
even this team that is like just been I drafted like and it's great. I still had to make ridiculous adjustments to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint for sure. Um, it's and and even within each season, there's always like little like not many seasons, but each team has like its ups and downs and stuff like that. And it's you just gotta find those right little spots. Like, I mean, if you had Ty Montgomery, hopefully you traded him away early, or like <laughs> you know maybe you bought low on Big Ben, just whatever, <laughs> any oh, yeah. of that weird stuff. Um, yeah, it's crazy season, but um, yeah, we'll we'll come back next week with kind of an overview uh, session. But um, hopefully, if you're in the championship or fighting for third place, uh, you get that win. You know, hopefully your third place is getting your money back for your entry fee. Um, and yeah, I mean it's fantasy football, so even if, even if you aren't winning, I mean you're still having fun watching football, looking at stats. If I mean if you've got the if you're able to play fantasy football regularly, you're probably doing okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, anyone who's listening, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll, we'll like to expand this to iTunes probably um, once the season ends. We need to get we need to get like a cool like artwork thing, and I'm bad at art, so. <laughs> yeah, I've got some friends that I'm gonna be reaching out to about that. It doesn't have to be amazing; just anything. We'll figure it out. Um, yes, thanks for tuning in to an episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Uh, I'm the Muscle, joined by Mozzie as always. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys.